Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. (laughs) How about those freaking pirates? It's me, Amanda Garcia. (laughs) Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here on a Wednesday. And we got a lot to get to. It is we are right here in the middle of the week, middle of football season, and we are jam packed. We got great guests, we got great topics to hit, and we've got great producers here on the show, Shirley Rhodes and Chandler Honeycutt. And we always appreciate you chiming in as well, being a part of the show. We'll check in with the chat gang today on youtube and facebook live you can also hear us on the radio side of things on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we are on 1250 930 online pr927 fm.com all right coming up on the program hour one ken wadlington wnct at channel nine will join us here in the pirate radio studios we'll talk pirates we'll talk college football we'll look at the high school slate talk some nfl as well uh, the Braves are limping down the stretch. I'm sure Ken will be in gloom and doom mode, so we'll probably talk about that as well. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That got me choked up thinking about the Braves losing. I'm ready just to get to the playoffs at this point. This is the problem when you clinch too early, take the foot off the gas, lose some games, but hopefully they can turn it back on when they need to. All right. Um, Ken Watlington joins us. Patrick Mason joins us in hour two tail end of hour number two jacob jenkins coward and dixon williams will be on the show talk a little baseball here in the middle of football season also wager mcgee will join us what a slate of games coming up on saturday we'll run through all the big games talk a little nfl as well also still haven't seen a line for east carolina gardner webb but i'll ask wager hey can ecu will ecu beat gardner webb that's the question not can but will ecu beat gardner webb on saturday Boy, I hope that answer is yes. Also, um, Chandler Honeycutt will take over in uh, late hour number three as I will be off to ECU football practice. We'll be talking to Mike Houston and the coordinators coming up today, and that'll be on our social media tonight on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So, I mean, should I call it X now? Do enough people know it's X? It still feels weird to call it X. Chandler Honeycutt's here. What do you call it, Chandler? I like I'll I'll say Twitter just because it's so. Um, I'm so used to calling it Twitter, but then I kind of correct myself and say X. Yeah, I think I'm just going to keep going both for now. X looks so weird. I know it's dumb. Whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way. When it comes to the week, we're right there in the middle of it. I want to hear Joey's version. I want to hear Joey's yes. version, honestly. If I could. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. By the way, where is Joey? I don't know. Kind of interesting that since losing by uh, to me by one point in fantasy football, he hasn't showed up to the office. He texted me and said that he was out of town. 
Uh-huh. You have class. Or you have class like he said I'll be back Thursday or Friday. You know, we need it sounds like we need a meeting. Oh, he said I'll be back Thursday and Friday. Sounds like tomorrow we need a meeting with Joey. Uh yeah. Where's he, Danny Beal? I miss D B. Where's he been? I need to text him and see if uh he's coming to trivia. Yeah, big night tonight. AJ Murphy's come on out. Eight o'clock. Can't we'll wait. have a good time. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, Chandler, let's pop up our fleet feet rundown let's as do we it. do. Uh let me say hello to the chat gang. Randolph is in the house. He said he heard it was National Pepperoni Pizza Day today. All right. Oh yeah, I wanted to do that. I meant to do that during the summer. Um what national day is it? Let's find out. So Randolph saw pepperoni pizza. Today is Wednesday, September 20th. National String Cheese Day. I always have that in the refrigerator for uh, my daughter. Ooh! National Fried Rice Day. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest day of the year. Nobody even told me. Nobody's wished me a a happy National Fried Rice Day. Man, I would love some fried rice right now. It is National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Folks, it is also National Care for Kids Day. For one day out of the year, take care of your kid. Don't worry about them tomorrow or the next day or next month. But today, take care of that kid of yours. It is National Punch Day. That is for the drink, not for the action with your fist. No to get punched in the news. No to get punched in the news. No, I didn't have punch. No, didn't have punch go through the knees. No, I didn't have punch. News. Randolph, good to see you, buddy. Pike, like the, the he liked the show. We liked that on on Twitter. On my goodness, I can't talk on mm. YouTube. He said, "I did just turn down two tickets to the Gardner Webb game." Wow. I talked. We to, have hit rock bottom. I talked to somebody earlier that is looking at that weather and doing the whole. Yeah, might watch this one from the couch. I think there's going to be a lot of Pirate fans like that. And you know what? You I know, don't blame them. You know what I like to be? I like to be honest with you people. Uh, can I be honest? <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Uh, Chandler and I were talking about it earlier this week, and I gave Chandler the old... Well... Um... I did one of those things where like, I assumed you were going to be there, and I was like, yeah. I said, I'll probably go out there and join you. And I did the air through the tea thing. Yeah, the... you, did, you did that. Um, buddy yeah and i said you're not gonna go and i think if like, you were listing me as a nfl player right now i think i'd be questionable downgraded to doubtful i'm not out but i'm doubtful for bud in seat on saturday on saturday uh tyler says clip should i bring a raincoat for saturday's game i don't know why you always ask me <laughs> why that. are you asking him why are you asking me <laughs> uh sure tyler do whatever the hell you want so last game i went without any protection wow (laughs) that's right gutsy (laughs) i sat on the bleacher the rain came and i believe there are angels among us there are people looking out for us yep and that angel happened to be jason nichols wife who had ponchos for her entire family i'm here with my family but you know what chandler always bring always bring an extra poncho and they have one extra 
and I got a tap on the shoulder, the poncho, and I almost cried. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I remember sitting down there in the concourse, and I was like, they've got to be coming down soon because it is just pouring out there. And you were like, no, we're watching the game. We're up here. And I'm like, we're fine, man. And I go up there, and y'all are like nuns. Y'all are like <laughs> poncho nuns. All right, Tyler's got a question. Did Chandler get a haircut? Oh, yeah. Chandler walked in. Do you know Hugh? With the biggest smile on his face, and like he looked like a different man. Like He looked buff. Like he'd been I'm a gym. brand new man. I asked him, Shirley, I don't know if it was the way the light was hitting it, but I asked him if he got highlights. Like It looked like he like frosted his tips or something. Got but the tips. I don't know. I guess not. But I thought I saw some frosty tips on Chandler. You don't see it? Should I get tips? I I don't see any. I tips. think you should. should I think I? you should get a little light, white blonde going up there. I I would be, I would make one recommendation though. Uh. If you're going to do that, make sure that whoever does it knows what they're doing. Like a professional. Okay. Don't, so yeah, don't can, let a friend do it, do it. I got you. I made the mistake of once trying to do highlights and a friend of mine you know did it for me and i couldn't understand why for six months i was being called spot and what i did spot yeah and i didn't know why and it turns out that said friend had uh pulled some of the shorter hairs in the back of my head through the cap because you have to pull the you know and uh so i basically had what was equal to leopard print on the back of my head like you meant to do that yeah the problem was is i didn't know it was there oh yeah that is a problem yeah uh josh says screw the rain i'll be there shout out to todd 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 came by earlier today and dropped off uh, a new hat for my collection a texas christian hat not a Christian! <laughs> uh, Texas Christian. Nobody calls them Texas Christian. Everybody calls Texas, them Texas. They're not Christian! I gotta pull that up oh, on YouTube. Oh, please, dude. Please. Oh, man. And it's got the um, the college football playoff patch on the side, too. Did yeah. you see that? Todd. Yeah, it was from the national championship game. Nice. Very, uh, very nice of you, Todd. Appreciate that, man. Um... <laughs> let me let me mute these. She's not a Christian. She's tampering in dog sided stuff. That is from the show uh, Wife Swap, I believe, back in the day. Randolph says, "Clip, protect yourself at all times, brother." Good advice, Randolph. Thank you, sir. Jerry says, does Wager McGee work in the Weather Center? What is that reference? Is that from like when we used to run those uh, weather on Pirate Radio? Remember, Shirley, we had people in the Weather Center? Was there ever McGee in there? I don't remember. I don't believe McGee was in there. Mike Mays in the Weather Center. Yeah. Cat Campbell, I remember her being on Live at Five. Uh, Snowpocalypse. That was the word that we used a lot. Tyler said, it's sad I can tell when Chandler gets a haircut and not my wife. That is exactly what I was thinking of, Tyler, when you said that. Like, when you go home and you're like, something... You noticed anything? Something looks a little different, but if I say something, would that be offensive if she didn't get a haircut? (sighs) Usually it takes me a couple days and I'll be like, did you get a haircut? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a week ago. Uh, let's see. Steve's asking, do I have a pin Quakers hat? Of course I do. Everybody does. No, Steve, I do not. He also said HWMFs. HW to you, my friend. Uh, Robert says, giving my seats away like a responsible pirate. Seats filled while I'm on the couch. Yeah, all right. That's the next best thing. It might not be your butt in that seat, Robert, but as long as there's a butt in there, that is a good thing. All right, let's uh, let's get to our Fleet Feet rundown. There you go. Susan says, hey to you all. Oh. Susan, thank you Chandler so much. Chandler got something really cool. Yes, that was really cool. What'd you get? I got a Monday night football towel, um, and it is signed by Jay Stu, Jonathan Stewart, former Carolina Panthers running back. Um, so she was talking about how nice Jonathan was and was able to get in line and get his uh, get a picture taken. I did see the picture on Facebook. I'm glad um, she got to experience that while going to a pretty bad football game to watch. Yeah, I know. We, so. And we talked Panthers and you know and uh, talked about the zero and two start. And uh, I think we're both kind of you know not hitting the panic button yet, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we can see some improvement in week three. All right, uh, Fleet Feet Rundown. Let's get a vibe check. Chandler, vibe check. East Carolina, Gardner-Webb. What number are you on? I'm going go, to go seven. That's about where I'm at. I'm going to go seven. I feel like – I think <coughs> I really think that we're going to see um, a pretty smooth operation. And I don't want to jump too far into – and I'm not saying that this win this weekend is going to propel East Carolina. No. I hope it does. Yeah. But I think that I think a lot of people are going to be satisfied with what they see on the field Saturday. I really hope you're right. Do you ever play games uh, in your head? In my head, yeah. I, I used mean, to do this all the time, like driving on a tractor in the middle of the field. I would like play the entire next Redskins game that's coming up Sunday in my head, <laughs> and like yeah, I see what you're talking and how about. It's I didn't gonna do go that quite a bit. And what is like? So I started doing that for ECU Gardner Webb, and like. I started to get a little worried. I started to see the offense floundering, the passing game floundering, Gardner Webb scoring. So you don't just think of good things. You actually, it's kind of. I like think of vi- how the game's going to go. So it's like a vision. It's it's just all right. I'm going to play. A, I'm going to simulate the game in my head. I see players running down the field. I, it's I, just like a free for all in your in, head. I look closer and I see what jerseys. There's a wearing. flag. <laughs> <laughs> Offside. Ch- all of Chandler's. What, what happened on the sixth play of the second drive? All of Chandler's visions are illegal hands to the face. We, we saw the other night. night. We're at AJ's, and I'm like, "All right, that's in a good spot for holding. Good spot for holding." And Chandler says, "Illegal hands to the face." And sure enough, it was a Panthers defensive player. Illegal hands to the Der- face. Derek and it Brown was obvious. Absolutely, Derek Brown obvious. had his hands all in that guy's face. Chandler loves took, an illegal hand. Took to his face. helmet off. Yeah. Jamie says maybe they can do like COVID and put put cutouts of people in the stands. You know what, Jamie? Jamie, that was very sassy. I don't know. Yeah, you seem to follow Pirate Radio quite a bit. We don't do negative during the week. We do negative Saturdays after the game on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. We do positive during the week. We even do positive on Saturdays for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Oh, man. Great show. Everybody's in an upbeat mood. 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 We're back from Boone. A good bunch. I had a good time in Boone. Do you see who's uh, not the starting quarterback for the Cardinals? 
Is it not Josh Dobbs? Who is not the starting quarterback. Um, oh, Clayton Teen. That's the one. Good job. Clayton Teen. All right, five check. Chandler's at a seven. I'm going to be at a uh, – I just dropped to a six and a half. 6.5. Because I said seven? No, because I remember those uh, <laughs> visions that I was having. How many flags do we have? Whistle and a timeout. Media timeout. Media timeout. Um, we got and your player. Harold Barnes the third being honored. And there's uh, <laughs> and now they're playing Living on a Prayer. People are singing it. And uh, no quarter flags going up. Uh, ooh, I see uh, seven penalties. Seven okay, penalties. Okay, that actually is a lot better than what we've seen so far this year. Seven penalties is a improvement from what we've seen. Christian, Christian, Christian. I said, "What about the weather on Saturday? What about it? It gonna rain, bro." Hey, Shirley, hit me, Cliff Godwin. Uh, do we care, Cliff? Do we care? I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. If you must know, let's look at Saturday. It's say uh, four p.m., three p.m. Sixty-seven percent chance of rain. Saturday at, say, 6 p.m., 59% chance of rain. Saturday at 9, 52% chance of rain in the, mid to, in the mid-60s. The question is, do you like the Pirates? Do you like football? Do you like taking advantage of the six home games you get a year? Do you like getting rained on? If, well, if all those answers are yes, then you're fine. Enjoy the game. If you answered no to some of those questions, then maybe you won't be at the game on Saturday. But the casual fan needs to wake up. Christian said it's going to be, uh, oh, Tyler said, Christian, it's going to be 75 and sunny. There you go. Game on. Show up. <laughs> hey, hey, we're having a game. We're having a freaking game. We're having a freaking game. We're having a freaking game. All right. Uh, vibe check. Okay, now. We're having a freaking game. We're having a freaking game. Clip, do you see a lot of passing on first down? Hold on, let me go back in there. Run up the middle for point. Run to Rajay, gain a two. Run to Rajay, gain of one. Play action, sack. Run to Rajay, gain of four. But they marked it back. It's actually a gain of two. All right, that brings me to my next point, Jay. Because you know what? I did research. You went to the film. For the first time, I did what I should be doing every week on this show. Watching film? No, Chandler. I didn't watch no damn film. I looked at the play-by-play. Yeah, but it would have been cooler if you said you watched film. But I didn't, okay? I didn't. I, I, well, again, honest. Honest day. I, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I got to be to be honest with you. I went back and went through the game log to see what East Carolina did on first down, first and 10. And I might be off by a play or two. Folks, nobody's perfect other than Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. Rest in peace. But I went back and looked at all the first and 10 plays because we always get, why are they running it up the middle every time? Was that true? Is it really true? Do we really do not, that every time? Not every time. Not every not time. Every time. 
So here's we go. Now, according to my calculations. All right, what do you get? We had two, four, six, eight, ten. Who do we appreciate? 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. I counted 23 first and 10 plays. 23. Of those plays, I counted two, four, six, eight, nine. Appreciate it. Nine runs, nine to the to the running back, and most of those runs were boom, right up the gut, right up the middle. I got what I believe to be, and again, if anybody wants to correct me on this, I would love you to do so because I am not guaranteeing this to all be one hundred percent accurate. But I do think it's a good enough research sample size to to prove to my point or to get to my point. I got two Flynn scrambles. I've got two, four, six, eight, nine passes by Flynn. And I've got, or Garcia, passes by Flynn or Garcia. And I've got three penalties, a false start, a holding, and an eligible man downfield. So I didn't count the first and 15s, the first and 25s, the first and 20s. I only counted the first and 10s. (laughs) Of those 23 first and 10 plays, nine runs, those runs went for two, one, Three, one, 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 three. No first and ten runs over three yards. That would be six first and ten runs, one yard. One first and ten run of two yards, two first and ten runs of three yards. They're not running it every play, every first and ten play, but when they are, it is getting them nothing. And it's setting you up in second and long, second and long, and it is setting you up for failure. So I, I really I wanted to see how many times are we really running on first and ten, and then how many times when we do run are we getting any kind of of yardage, any kind of breathing room, setting you up second and six. Second and six. I'll take a second and six. None of our runs set up a second and six. It was second and seven or longer. Shane on Twitter said, I'm pretty sure we started each possession 95% of the time with a run up the middle. You might be right on that, Shane. In fact, I'll have to go back and look at that now. How many of those were drive starters? He said a lot of the passes were after getting a first down. You might be right on that, Shane. So um, drive starters, how much we run. And now I got to go back to the lob and check on that get in there i gotta get in the line get in there uh tyler said of those 23 how many were three announced tyler i'm i'm only one man i don't have a research department team okay i did this one little research thing and i stopped there i was dead tired i was like i can't do anymore i've done enough i've done my one more uh so i don't have that answer tyler Jamie says, Clip, please don't yell at Chandler. No negativity midweek. You know what? Touche, Jamie. I will take that. When's the last time I yelled at you, Jamie? Did you, have you yelled at me today? I don't think so. We've been getting along pretty good today. <laughs> I'm loving this vibe. <laughs> loving this vibe. What's your, We're vibing right now. What's your Clip and Chandler friendship vibe at right now? Right now? Yeah. Uh, nine and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm with I'm you, buddy. I'm feeling it. He's nice to you because you haven't been here all day that's true that helps absence makes the heart grow fonder so yes in this case it does jamie wants to see my stack of papers 
It's getting thick. Yeah, buddy. I need to count it's these. Good We're only on week, going into week four. This thing's going to keep on growing and growing and growing. I can tell the future. Kim Watlington's walking through that door right now. And there he is. Ah, I can tell the future. Give me a break. So when we return, we can talk to Ken Wallington. We'll get his update on East Carolina football, talk high school football, talk a whole lot more, and we will guess the lines for week three of the NFL. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington and online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. I had a stat earlier. From my calculations. The stat to consider. East Carolina had 23 first and tens on Saturday. Ran the ball nine times. Did not get over three yards on any of those nine carries. Ran the ball with the running backs. We did that. A couple of Flynn scrambles were in there as well. Johnny Stats has a stat. Johnny Stats says we have run we have run 72 first down plays. Now, I only did first and 10s. I didn't do first and 15s, first and 20s. So, I don't know what Johnny says. 72 first down plays, I guess, this, this season. 38 runs for 195 yards. 34 passes for 145 yards. So, we have ran more than we've passed on first down. Uh, fans are are tired of the one yard gain on first down, and I get it. I just wanted to go inside the numbers a little bit on it. All right, Ken Wadlington joins us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. My God, he looks sad. On <laughs> look at you, oh, God, you've man. even got the emo hair going. Yeah, it's called no product. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's he, just there. He is a sad, sad man. Yeah, the Braves, Braves are fine. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the 95 Braves, yeah, they're pretty good. This year's team will not win a playoff game. Oh, my God. Here we go. This guy. Mark it down. Bring this clip up in three weeks when they get swept by probably the Phillies. Okay. And what if you're wrong? Like then Well, hopefully I'm wrong. Come on. <laughs> Make fun of me if I'm wrong. And I'll accept it. <laughs> Ken is in a dark place right yeah. now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, look, still the best record in baseball for now <laughs> it's okay it probably will be gone by the end of the weekend i'm so. bitter man i'm bitter you are you are <laughs> they lose again today uh if you want to take a look at that buccaneer music hall scoreboard what was the final kid it was six to five and ten they were down four nothing rallied in the ninth to tie it at four had the winning run on third thrown out at home Ooh. uh then aj minner did 
Braves bullpen things in the tenth. They gave up two runs and uh, got one of them back in the bottom of the tenth, but couldn't win it. There you go. All right, uh, Chandler, can we pop up our Fleet Feet rundown again? Fleet Feet uh, owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures your arch height, width, and more. You can go see them at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Um, We did this last week. Uh, You want to play Guess the Lines again? All right, Chandler and Ken, you want to play? Let's do it. Games are fun, Ken. It'll get you in a... Hey, Washington's 2-0. Man, all right. Hey, Carolina's 0-2. <laughs> Wait, are you going to play the role of Sad Ken in our <laughs> yeah. NFL the, the football Sad Ken. I mean, if, I'll be back as football Sad Ken in about two weeks. Sure. Probably, now but. that I do agree with. Yeah. I have a much, much more positive outlook on the Braves than I do the Commanders, but I am loving life right now Yeah. at, uh, at 2-0. All right. Remember week one when every line was so tight, and even we were looking at it like, really, shouldn't this be more points and all that? Um, there are some big lines in week three. We have found out about teams. Yeah, we have learned some things, and uh, the lines are uh, a little higher than they were week one. Good to know. Including so if I say one and a half, it's probably wrong. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, including this one Thursday night. Giants at Niners. Oh, boy. G-Man came back to beat the Cardinals, but they have not looked very good uh, other than one half it's of at, football. It's, oh, it's not instant. They used to play in Santa Clara, right? Uh, Niners, eight and a half. Chandler. I'm going, this might be too high. Niners, ten and a half. Niners, ten. Wow. Niners, ten. Wow. All right. Titans. Titans. Got to win. At the Browns. Yeah. Uh, y'all want to y'all want a hint? Yes. And I get it. I've disrespected the Titans over the years because they frustrate me. I, every time I pick them, they lose. Every time I don't, they win. They did win for me on Sunday, but that's only because I picked against the Chargers, who are another team just like them. Yeah. Having said all that, Vegas does not like the Titans this year. Mm. There's my hint. So I will Titans say, at Browns. I will say a point and a half. For the Browns, okay. Yeah. Browns, three and a half. Browns, three and a half. Without Nick Chubb. With Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and not the good Watson. Yeah. The bad Watson. They just signed Kareem Hunt back yeah. today. I did Toledo not Rocket. get him in any of my uh, fantasy leagues. No. Tried to pick him up. Could not get him on waivers. All right. Falcons at Lions. Falcons are 2-0. and oh. Lions coming off a heartbreaker. Does Vegas like the Falcons? I'm going to say no. no. I, I like the Lions. Five and a half. Ooh. Chandler. Uh, Lions three. Three and a half. Jeez. Speaking of cheese, <laughs> Packers playing the Saints at home. It's a good game. Good good matchup. Two and oh, one and one. Saints coming off a sluggish win over the Panthers. Pack four and a half. Okay. I'm going to go Packers four. Packers by two. They like the Saints. They like that defense. All right. All right. Broncos had a win and then a definite loss and then almost won. Yep. A wild one against the Commanders. They are going to Miami like Will Smith did years ago and like LeBron did. Even taking their talents to South Beach. Even though the stadium's not even really close to South Beach. You know, I thought. 
what is Coral Gables? What is Miami Gardens? What are these places? Our Coral Gables is where the University of Miami is. That's kind of southwest corner of the city of Miami. So the actual university is there? Yes. Okay. The stadium, Hard Rock Stadium, I think it's called now, is in Miami Gardens, which is, is maybe 25 miles north of Miami. How do you know your South Florida Mr. Miami over here? I am a dork. <laughs> it's Mr. simple Miami. as that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess as a, a, a local news guy, you have to know every single town and every area. Like you do. You, yeah, you yeah. know your East Coast. You got to know how to pronounce Chuckawinity, you know, things like this. There you go. Kanita, not Conto. Very good. Very right. good. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Broncos at Dolphins. Chandler. I'm going to go Dolphins seven. Okay. Ken. Dolphins five and a half. Dolphins six and a half. Derp. Or close. Chargers at Vikings. Uh oh. Mm. This is just a. Who? So Vegas does not like the Chargers. No, you don't like the Chargers. I don't like the Chargers. I, I don't. This the Ve- Vegas doesn't like the Chargers. Zero and two versus zero and two. Two playoff teams. Two teams that like to frustrate you because you feel like they should be better than they are. Yep. So what do you think at Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota! Oh yeah, Minnesota. Uh, I got I got the Vikes three and a half. I'm gonna go. Vikings two and a half. Hey fellas, we got a good old fashioned pick 'em. Pick 'em. Ah! I love throwing a pick 'em out there and hopefully getting it right. And I should have done it there. That's Man. your uh, only pick 'em of the week. I should have said, I'll look ahead next time and say, Hey fellas, we got a pick 'em this week. Right. Pick 'em alert. Can, pick 'em yeah, alert. See if you can figure out which one. Yeah, yeah. Patriots at Jets, zero and two versus one and one. Mm. I got a pro- so I'm not saying my team's good. I know what the Commanders are. I know what they're not. <laughs> But why? I looked at Pro Football Talk. I looked at NFL.com. I hadn't looked at ESPN yet. When Washington wins, I look at everything. I look at Peter King's yeah. Football Morning. I look at all the highlight shows, NFL Primetime. I read everything I can. John Riggins' Twitter. Well, I mean, just anything you can <laughs> Anything. Find. If they lose, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I look for something to watch on TV that's not sports-related. I go in my hole, my dark room. Um What was my point? Oh, why are the Jets still like 11th in the power rankings? Are they? Do they trust the defense that much? Because their quarterback Zach Wilson threw three interceptions the other day. We know what he's going to do. Well, yeah, I mean, should they be that high? Is my question. Like, where would you have the Jets in the power ratings right now? Nineteen, not too far off, like 15, 16. Okay, that's worse than eleven. I, I don't know. All right, anyway, Patriots, the Jets. It's at the Jets. At the Jets. The Jets and. The- uh, the Meadowlands. It's, uh, let's go Jets two and a half. I'll go Jets three. You would think the 11th ranked team, right? Power rankings would be favored at home against the crappy Patriots. The Patriots are favored, which uh. is exactly my point. So are the Patriots in the top 10 in the power rankings? No. And I know the power rankings shouldn't upset me, but I'm like, Jets, get them out of here. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Brian Winhorst. So, yeah, Patriots are favored on the road at the Jets. All right, let's talk real football. Okay. Bills at Commanders. Oh, boy. I, I've, I've been looking at tickets, man. I might kind of want to drive up and watch this one. I mean, I'm not, but I want to. <laughs> Be cool if you did. Uh, uh, hey, by the way, sold out stadium. Yeah, I mean, they, they took away 20,000 seats, so it's easy to sell out. Sam Howe never lost a game. He never lost. Never lost. Uh, Bills six and a half. All right, Chandler. I go Bills five and a half. Hey, you know your team, Ken. Bills six and a half. 
Yeah, I already knew that one. But oh yeah, you looked at the head of that one. Kind of, you know, like looking ahead. To I know. I, yeah, I figured that. Yeah, sorry. All right, Texans at Jaguars. Ooh, Texans zero and two. Jags one and one. Coming off a loss to the Chiefs. I'll go Jags four. I'm going double digits, ten and a half. Yeah, Chandler, you're a little low on that one. Nine and a half. And I think the Jags are going to be my survivor team this week. I like them coming off a loss, playing the Texans at home. I'll take the Jags. All right, Ravens at home against the Colts. I was going to say, what's the deal with Richardson? But, like, Gardner Minshew came in there firing, buddy. He is the ultimate backup quarterback. That's probably even better than Richardson in a situation, a game like this. Uh, But what's the line? Ravens seven and a half. Ravens at home, did you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go Ravens six and a half. All right, it is Ravens seven and a half. Woo! Ken Wellington getting hot. Chandler, your Panthers are on the road at Seattle. Seattle six. Gino, they wrote him off, and he did not write back, and came <laughs> back with a huge game week two and a win over Detroit. They are certainly favorites over the Panthers, Ken. But by how I, much? I think four and a half. Chandler knows his team six. Okay. I like. I, 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 didn't, I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I swear. By the way, what's going on with your quarterback, my friend? I don't know. Did not practice today. Bryce Young, um, they're saying that it's an ankle situation, but I mean, I saw a video of the late touchdown. It was actually the two-point conversion to make it a three-point game, and he was running on that ankle fine. That was the last time he saw the field that night. Um, There's some speculation going on on Twitter, or X, I should say, uh, that this is kind of like a smoke screen to kind of sit him aside and maybe kind of not mess up his mentality and kind of let him sit down and say, all right, let's kind of develop you a little bit. Not the worst thing in the world. Um, I don't know why they just can't come out and say that. Right, true. Uh, I mean, why are you going to say it's an ankle issue? It might hurt his feelings. I was going to save it for Friday. What are we doing? What are we doing with the Andy Dalton package? What is that? You know why? Because they're saying that Bryce is not big enough to have it do a quarterback sneak <laughs> i kind of knew truth. that but i wanted you to say it out loud yeah because it's funny to he's me. a little fella but i like how you know, we, i like what we did the other night though you, you, you put andy in and it's like a little flick out to the to the left and they get a first down but i mean andy dalton is a he's a big dude a big pretty yeah. big dude so i was uh in charlotte for the unc south carolina game and dalton was Six there flags. on the sideline and he, it's like oh that's a big redheaded kid oh it's andy dalton oh look at that he's a big dude you know that that's interesting like when you go to an nba game and you realize that you're almost like watching aliens like these <laughs> yeah. they are so big like Just i didn't really think large, about it with andy large Dalton, people yeah. that he would be one of those guys he's a good six four six five redbeard has a question for ken watlington all right who will win more games ecu football this season or the braves in the playoffs ecu football easy <laughs> you such a negative name i know easy you're tough to be around sometimes easy. Ken. <laughs> All right. Hey, That's the first time I've heard that. Ken, at least we're not Bears fans. This is true. Bears at Chiefs. How high will they make this line? <laughs> Who's going? Chandler, I, I got, Chandler the other day on Monday said, should Chiefs fans be concerned? I still think that's a crazy question to ask. They won on the road at Jacksonville. What do you want to do, score 40 a game? That's what we're used to. That's what Washington does. <laughs> you know why? Because we are sleeping with Bienemy. Eric Bienemy. Uh, He's our guy now. I'm going Chiefs 12 and a half. All right, Ken. I was going to say 11 and a half. 
Uh, y'all didn't go high enough? 13 and a half. Oh, Chandler, you did. 12 and a half. Let's go. Uh, oh, boy. Remember I said high spreads this week. Cowboys in Arizona. Clearly, listen, the Cowboys, I love her for two weeks. We're looking at the greatest team in the history of the NFL. I mean, if you walk around town, you talk to anybody, Brian Bailey. If you talk to any, I mean, any Cowboys fan, Kenny Curl, Kenny Curlin, yeah, out there kids walking on the sidewalk, and now everybody's saying, "Hey, kid, hey, Super Bowl, America's team." Yep. <laughs> Although my college roommate, who was also a Washington fan, texted me randomly yesterday. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we're winning the Super Bowl. I was like, hey. and I had, <laughs> they to, are I had crazy. to think about it for a second. I was like, oh, he's a fan like he's a Washington fan like me. He's like, okay, I like it's it. It's okay to be a deranged fan every now and then, man. Enjoy it. First time two and zero for Washington since twenty eleven. And I had to look it up. First time three and zero since uh, really fun year, Ken. 05. when uh, they that was went to the was playoffs that for now. Uh, it was uh, Portis, Moss, and they won, Taylor. Yeah, they won the uh, they game won at the, Tampa. The worst NFL playoff game yeah. in history. That's what, Taylor got ejected, right? He uh, spat on the face of Michael Pittman, yeah. and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. That's a good trade-off. Yeah, it is. I'll it take is. that. Then they lost now, to Seattle. They did. Yeah, but now Dallas, and this is probably like... Who's, who's Dallas playing this? Oh, I was going to ask Ken the question. Do you remember when the Cardinals were in the NFC East and they played at Sun Devil Stadium? Yes. But do you remember those Cowboys-Cardinals games that would be all Cowboys fans in the stadium? <laughs> yeah. Which it would pretty much be all opposing fans in that Cardinals stadium anyway. Yeah. Uh, I guess my point is the Cowboys will have a lot of fans in that beautiful stadium they have now. Cowboys at Cardinals, Chandler. Cowboys, 16 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Ken. It can't be that much, right? No. Nah. 13 and a half. 12. Okay. Uh. And gross Sunday night game, Steelers at Raiders. Ugh. I don't, want to watch that. I don't want to watch that game. I don't want to watch Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Hopefully Jacoby Myers is back for me on my fantasy. Slap him in uh, Raiders, two and a half. Chandler. I'm going to go... I'm. This is going to be wrong. I'm going to go Steelers, one and a half. All right. I feel like, Ken, that was a pretty veteran move. You're like, home team, two and a half? I don't yeah. know. That's a, It's home team, two and a half. Raiders. And guess what, peoples? I didn't realize this until Monday night when I was watching the game. We had we had another Monday night doubleheader. Now, do you know do the we? reasoning behind this? I don't, but I'd I, love I, for I you just to learned me. this because I asked the same question too. I'm like, did one of these games get postponed because of weather? You know, something that happens. No. So ABC uh, has no programming because the writers are on strike. Oh, so they made a deal with the NFL to flex a game to abc so they can have a game on monday night and espn also has a second game on monday night so as long as the writer strike keeps going we might have two monday night games all season i love it keep it rolling yeah all right um until you want to watch netflix and there's no new shows but that does kind of stink has <laughs> anybody watched the wrestler on netflix wrestlers no it is awesome uh, it is a documentary by the same people as Last Chance U, I believe. Okay. And they go to Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is oh like boy. indie wrestling. Like like Southern Ohio? And it is really good. Y'all, I, I would uh, definitely recommend it. Okay. All right. Uh, even if you're not a wrestling fan, for documentary fans, right. it is very well done. All right. Monday night doubleheader. Eagles at the 2-0 and Bucks. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Eagles 4 and a half. Listen, the Eagles are the second best team in the history of football, right? So the order is 2023 Cowboys, 2023 Eagles, 2023 Commanders. 
Yeah. Best teams ever. Ever. And then like 85 Bears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about that's about it. And maybe one of those Patriots teams. And that, that's it. Uh, what game was it? It was the Eagles, the, the Eagles and, and the, the Bakers. The Bakers. Uh, Eagles four and a half. Eagles five. And finally, Rams at Bungles. Bungles hmm. 0 and 2 hmm. with Joe Burrow. I keep seeing him have that shake weight on his uh, calf. <laughs> I don't know what that thing is, but he's vibrating his calf. <laughs> shake weight. Uh, what do we got for the spread on Rams at Bungles? Rams it's, have been better than. So it's, it's another home. where you just got to give the home team a little love. Two and a half. Bengals. Uh, I'll go Bengals three. Bengals two and a half. Dang it. Uh, good work, gentlemen. I guess. I don't know. I wasn't keeping score. I thought we were all over it. Yeah. yeah. I did have my four and a half, uh, where it was like a nine and a half spread. So Those are the lines for week three NFL. We'll take a time out. Can uh, you take us to break, Chandler? Sure. All right. And when we return, we'll uh, talk more with Ken Wildington. We'll talk ECU football. We'll look at the games coming up on this high school Friday night slate on Touchdown Friday. Which is now Thursday. Touchdown Thursday. Uh, We got Conley football this Thursday. That's right. uh, Here on Pirate Radio. Uh, We'll talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every week, not including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Shirley Rhodes. This yes. is cool. Let me uh, make sure I have some confirmation here. I believe, is it coming up tonight? If you're talking about ECU volleyball, you are correct, sir. The 9-2 and two ECU Pirates open up conference play with a big one against Conference Power Wichita State, and it is 90s night. Uh, we had some folks in the chat talking about that. Tyler said 90s night for ECU volleyball. Eric said they're dressing up like Jesse Spano and added, I'm so excited. Love it. Tyler says, nah, Tiffany Thiessen. For sure. Uh, Has anyone seen her recently? Tiffany hey, 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 what is going <laughs> on here? Mr. Belden. Uh, why? No. I, I was shocked. Just like She looks great. Who? She's she's doing... Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Yeah, on Instagram. She does like a lot of like reels about you know, like making good food and stuff. I was like, okay, this is entertaining. And it just takes me back to my childhood seeing her and then she's making all this good food. I'm like, well, I could never do that, but I'm still going to watch. She was the first celebrity crush for a lot of folks yeah. around our age. Um, I enjoyed her on that show on USA, which was, was called uh, White Collar. White Collar. She was the wife of one of the main characters. And I was I like, I remember hey. the TV show, but I didn't know she was on it. 
hope I'm saying the right thing right now. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> disputing you. I'm just saying I'm, I'm I've heard of the show and never watched it. Okay, but I, I didn't a, know. I also watched the show. My wife said sometimes you like to just watch a network show, right? Most of the time on CBS, of course. Of course, yes. Uh, uh, one of the 32 CSIs you would know, be a good option. <laughs> CSI uh, Fountain's really good. Uh, there's really good okay. Oh, good. CSI uh, Walstenberg. Yep. <laughs> under, she, the, under the Dome's a really good show. <laughs> Chandler's favorite. <laughs> Chandler, we always tell Chandler to like, hey man, just, just pick a watch a show watching tv get a little culture not that watching tv's culture is kind of the opposite chandler's more cultured than all of us unless you're watching but, wnct9 news at 5 5 30 and 6 but he was like you know what i did watch a show that i really liked and i was like oh yeah what was it like sopranos or the wire he said under the dome <laughs> which was on cbs and, I believe. and it made our state some money because it was filmed down in wilmington yep Hey, there you go. That's why I watched supporting the local economy. <laughs> Chandler's all about local. That's yeah. that's what he's all about. I was like, how are they going to get out of this dome? He's only seen <laughs> Under the Dome and One Tree Hill in his whole life. <laughs> and Home Team is a really good movie <laughs> with Kevin James. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's it's a great comedy. All right, my wife was like, you need to watch. Now I can't remember what it's called. Show on ABC. Um, it's just a dude's name. And I watched it, and um, New Heart. I was like, "Is that him?" And it was him. It was Zach Morris. It was Paul Mark Paul Gosler. Really? What was that damn show called? Where he's an FBI dude? Um, was he on NYPD Blue for a while? I I actually saw Mark Paul Gosler about well, like a food line? couple of months ago. <laughs> no, no. Will Trent. I saw him over at Lidl. It was crazy. <laughs> It was fantastic. Will Trent. Yeah, he was he was going for the milk aisle, and I kind of bumped into him with my cart. No. And you ribbed his shirt like Slater did in that episode. It was I did, crazy. I did see Katie Holmes in a Wilmington area grocery store one time, though. She was oh. buying wine. Where yeah. did you see Mark Paul Gosselin? Yeah, um, I really can. Come on. Yeah, sorry. I saw him at GalaxyCon in Richmond, Virginia oh, when so I went up there. you did see him in person. I saw him for, yes, because uh, his group, and when I say his group, it was the TV shows from the 90s. So, like, Boy Meets World, uh, Saved was, by the Bell. Was Topanga there? Topanga was there. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, as well as... Uh, Shiloh, uh, oh, I forgot his last name already. Uh, he's the guy that played. Um, God, we are old. We not are Eric. Just old people. Not Eric. The um, the best friend, Sean. 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 Oh yeah, long hair. Yeah. Was, um, was Minkus there? Minkus was not there, you know, but the, Eric Minkus was. Minkus is also the same guy who played Mouth on Wintry Hill? Yes. And, and he's from Mouth, Greenville. He's from Greenville. He's a Rose he's grad. Really? Yes. He's a Rose I grad. I thought he was like from Wake Forest or something. He mm-hmm. went to James Rose. Yeah, yeah he went to Rose High School. Yep. Supporting the local economy. Yes. Um, no, Minkus was not there, but Topanga, Eric, and Sean from Boys Meet, Boy Meets World was there. Mark Paul Gossler. And um, the one that played Jesse. On what? Uh, on Saved by the Bell. Oh, um, 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 Elizabeth no, Berkeley. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry, not Jesse. Tori. Uh, uh, okay. 
Tori, yeah, Jesse's replacement for the summer. Yeah, Tori was there as well. But they were at the same. They were in the same area as where my favorite TV show was. Show was. So when I was standing in line, I could see him from a distance, but I could never be get cool it. to see all them old people that used to be a big part of our lives. Oh yeah, and I, I saw I saw all of them. I just couldn't get to them because there yeah. were so many people. Until you realize, wait, if they're old, <laughs> we're all make me. You know, there's no mirrors in that place, exactly. so you don't realize. You want to know how old I felt is when I stood next to Corey Feldman to get my picture taken, and I realized that I was probably the first time I saw Goonies. I might have been 12 years old, and to see to stand next to the dude you see on on yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah, you feel really old. Yeah, they've changed. I haven't changed. Oh, of course, I'm of same. course not. Yeah. Jamie says the Braves are faltering. Let Ken top everyone on celebrity sightings. <laughs> exactly. Give Ken this one win. Yeah. I saw Katie Holmes buying wine at Harris Theater. <laughs> Let me have it. Randolph said, "Will Trent is a good show. It was a good show, and I saw Zach Morris in it." Ken, we are out of time and have talked. Yeah, no I got to go do the news. I touchdown Friday will be on Thursday. All the games pushed back because of the weather situation that's coming through on Friday. Our game of the week is New Bern against Jacksonville, a battle of undefeateds in the Big Carolina. All right, sounds good. Will ECU beat Gardner Webb by 100? Yes. All right, fun fifth quarter coming up. Probably on by 18. Ken, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Have a good week. You we'll too. See you on the news. Take a break. Come back. More to go. Hour two. Pirate Radio Live coming up. At around 4.30, we will talk to Patrick Mason. Also, later in the hour, Jacob Jenkins-Coward and Dixon Williams will join us. Wager McGee coming up hour three. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, a lot of say by the Bell Chad going on now in the YouTube chat. Uh, Eric says... I forgot Leah Remini was on the summer episodes when they worked at the beach resort. Um, yes. Shirley, what was, first of all, her character's name, first and last, and her father's name? Leah Remini's character? Yep. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, it has been a long time. I got it in the dome. Under the dome. <laughs> I believe I know the last name was Carosi. I want to say Stacy Carosi. That sounds correct. And her father's name was Leon Carosi. And they worked at the uh, the beach resort. They played volleyball. I remember. Uh-huh. They dub- I do remember they that. double booked a party, like a, a teenage party and an old people party, and they had to 
figure out how to do both parties at once uh those were some fun episodes man saved by the bell was definitely my favorite show for for years and years and years all right some to every once in a while there would be an episode that i would confuse between when they went to the the when they worked at the summer beach club thing i would get some of those episodes mixed up with um california's um dreaming do you remember that one it was, it was called kind california of, dreams california dreams and it was kind of like a copycat version of say by the bells just set in malibu and we will sing the theme song right now oh god surf dudes with attitudes oh kind of grooving laid back well know. done but then it gets to the chorus uh don't wake me up don't wake me up when i'm dreaming california dreams chandler what do you think buddy no chandler's not he's on board shaking. he's 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 nowhere near where we are right now not on board uh with that chandler i'm actually gonna ask shirley this who was on what former nfl player was on say by the bell the college years as the oh i could see his face what was he called what was his role on the show what his what name like moose or something former nfl player was his character name like Moose? I don't or remember his character's name. Maybe it was Bruce. Maybe, but it was the brother of Mike Golick. It was Bob Golick. Bob Golick, yeah. Who yeah. was the actual? Uh, I remember seeing his face because he had the the wicked. See it on your face. Curly mullet. <laughs> uh, let's see. Steve Hill and Shirley did play Saved by the Bell trivia. Yeah, I won that, but it's been you know oh jamie with a good question i did not know this one because originally saved by the bell was going to be called good morning morning. miss priss or miss something shirley is like tony dunn today close but no cigar miss (laughs) miss bliss Bliss. (laughs) you're like you're doing tony (laughs) no miss priss is what miss priss is what i call my niece what uh state was the first season of saved by the bell taking place in I had no idea because they were in Cali, right? During the whole show. Yeah, Bayside was California. Um, Indiana, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Indiana. Did not know that. For some reason, Indiana jumped out at me. And yes, yeah, sorry if my niece is listening to me because oh, that's what I call her. That's right. Chris. Steve hosted Say by the Bell trivia. I got screwed. I can't remember how, but I got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I had a tough order or something. Uh, like shirley went behind jenny like the order of the game screwed me up oh because you couldn't steal any of my answers because the way we went around yeah yeah Um, but we can't we can't do saved by the bell again jerry said did you know saved by the bell the new class was on for more seasons than the original version i was not aware of that i was not aware i did not know that learn something new every day thank you for bringing that to my attention all right uh to ecu football we go Oh, yeah. I kind of enjoy talking say by the bell more than ECU football. AC Slater played EC uh played <laughs> ECU football. <laughs> wow. Played football AC for Slater on the tackle for the Pirates. <laughs> Where it is the first down. AC <laughs> Slater on the carry for the Pirates. <laughs> One yard, second and nine. Just to make it realistic. 
Uh, yeah, Slater, though. No gain on the play. Suffered a big injury playing basketball, I want to say. Was it Slater or Zach that got hurt playing basketball? I'm not asking you, bro. Are you saying we should move on? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach hurt his knee. Thank you, Steve. All right, let's hear from Mike Houston. Let's talk about Let's find, folks. We're having we'll, a freaking game. We'll talk sports. Jamie says, A.C. Slater better contribute NIL money to ECU. Uh, Eric says, where it is a first down. Preppy. <laughs> Preppy. <laughs> uh, I was A.C. Slater for Halloween one year. I wore a Bayside High School jersey and I had a wig. Well... Well, well, well. Do we have Danny Bill in the house? Look who the cat oh, dragged in. Oh, oh. We have Danny Bill. Danny Bill. Do you see how the mood shifts when Danny Bill walks in? Electric energy just fills the building and Danny Bill's in the house. <laughs> All right, let's talk about ECU's second half struggles, Mike Houston. We saw it against Marshall, saw it against App State. Here's what Mike Houston had to say about it. Cut two. Well, I think, you know, when you look back at them in a, in a loss, certainly a lot of things get magnified. Um, and I think, you know, uh, you know, allowing the touchdown right before the half uh, this past weekend, um, you know, is magnified because obviously going in 21-10 versus 21-16 is a big difference right there. And so you look at, you know, why. And, uh, you know, you got to be better on kickoff. Uh, you can't have uh, the penalty, which you gave them excellent field position to start that uh, drive. Um, we had, did have one breakdown defensively on that drive, and you know you got to you got to eliminate that. And so you, you start looking at all those things. Well, all those things are what uh, right now is keeping us from consistently, you know, playing at the level, you know, throughout a full four quarters uh, to be able to get the win. And so uh, you know you address each other, of them individually, but the big focus has got to be, you know, in what we're doing on the practice field, you know, Sunday, today, tomorrow, uh, Thursday. And uh, my big focus is, you know, our coaches, we've got to continue to, to, to teach and instruct and, you know, make sure that we're putting the players in the very best situations so that they can be successful. I know that the players are very motivated to be successful. And so we got to, you know, right now our big focus is on us. And, and we got to, you know, keep working together and uh, keep putting in the effort and, uh, and, and push ourselves to improve. And that's, that's the big focus for today's practice. You know, we got to... You know, make sure we have a great Tuesday practice. And that sets us up for success on Saturday. All right, Mike Houston was asked about the run game. How do you get it going? I went over the numbers earlier. All the runs that East Carolina had on first and 10 with zero success. Uh, longest carry on first and 10 for East Carolina on Saturday was three yards. They had a couple of those. They had a two-yard run. And the other six were one-yard runs on first and 10. Just kind of get you behind the chains. Uh, Mike Houston uh, was asked about trying to get the run game going. Cut seven. Well, I mean, I think you can look at uh... – you can look at everything, all three phases, uh, and it's a cumulative effect. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can't look at one position and just say, well, that's the issue. Or you can't look at another and say, that's the issue. It's a culmination of, you know, 11 playing together. And we talked about that last week, but uh, I thought we did some things better on Saturday uh, that allowed us to, you know, create some positive plays in the run game. Uh, but it's going to take everybody continuing to improve uh, to get to the point that we want to be at, um, you know. But that being said, you can you can say the same thing about you know special teams, or you can say the same thing about us defensively. 
Uh, it's going to have to be a cumulative effect of everybody working together in order to get the desired results. We got a lot of issues uh, on this offense right now, Chandler, and you're a former long snapper. You played the game of football. Welcome to the true. studio, by the way. Hey, it's good to be here. Good, good to be DB. here. Slide, like, get hot, Danny. Come on in. Slide right into the video producer role. Uh, love it. Thank of beauty. Chandler, to get the run game going, is it about better run blocking? I mean, I think the whole thing's more about showing a threat in the passing game and backing the defense up and and you know hitting some play action things like that just to make the defense worry about the pass yeah i mean or, or you could argue that it takes the run first then open up the pass but i mean it's, it's vice versa um but i mean yeah it's i mean it's kind of like what coach just said it takes everybody because i mean you gotta if one person up front misses their block or misses their scheme it could screw up the whole you know the whole situation the whole operation when it comes to the run game and it also talks i mean you have to have a running back out there that has good vision that sees the hole and plants his feet and goes but if you're not blocking up front and there's no holes i mean there's nothing you can do so um i mean yeah i, I just pass it around get them spread out and uh have them kind of have less people in the box and then maybe you can start running the football there I noticed uh, now that I'm so close to you how they they lined you up today. Yeah, you got lined right up, buddy. Yeah, I'm lined up, looking good. Thank you, buddy. And uh, Danny, you need you need a good line. I know. Danny, we'll talk more about this later, but uh, that is a sick shirt you're wearing. You like it? That is a pretty shirt. Let me get it on camera. It's got the old Cubs logo, the uh, Cubs C. That's cool, right there. Cubby bear. Yeah, that looks good. All right, uh, what is the status of the quarterback position? Well, if, well, if I was or wasn't going to tell you, I wouldn't tell anybody in this room. That was his answer to me last week. Uh, let's get the status of the QB uh, position, Charlie. Cut eight. Well, I think uh, you know the the whole deal with that position is it does have a huge spotlight on it. And uh, but again, I go back to you know just like what we talked about right then. Uh, we've got to do a great job as, a, as an offense functioning and playing together. Um, obviously, Alex did a lot of really good things on Saturday. He also had some mistakes. The one thing I know about Alex is he's going to learn from his mistakes. You know, he is, he is going to be better the next time he's in the exact same situations. Um, and, you know, he came in, watched the film on Sunday, and, you know, he's beating his head over a couple of things that went on in the field. Um, you know, some of it is you know, on him decision-making wise, some of it is a result of, you know, something else in the unit. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I am excited about both Alex and Mason. Um, I would expect that they're both going to play big parts in our program and our team uh, down the stretch this year. But, uh, you know, both of them will be prepared to go on Saturday, and, uh, and I would expect both of them to be better the next time you see them on the field. <laughs> All right, Mike Houston there. More on the quarterbacks. Mike Houston was asked, what determines who starts uh, a quarterback each Saturday? Cut nine. Well, I, I don't know that I view it as week-to-week, day-to-day, as much as I view it as a culmination of the full body of work. And, uh, and I say that, it, yeah, a lot of preseason's over with, spring's over with, but you know, certainly th- those gave you, um, you know, parameters to evaluate both, uh, both quarterbacks by. Um, I, I think that is evaluation of what they're doing in the games on Saturday. I think it is evaluation of, you know, how they're doing during the week. And there's a lot of variables that go into that. 
the one thing I will tell you is, you know, we're going to do, at, no matter what the position, we're going to do whatever puts the Pirates in the best position to be successful on game day. And, you know, we've got to do a great job as coaches of putting not only the quarterbacks, but all of our players in positions to be successful. And uh, there's a lot that goes into that, too. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I would answer that question. All right, head football coach Mike Houston again. Y'all don't don't care what is said at this point. You want to see results. Doesn't matter what he's going to say. You want to nothing he can say will make you happy. He's he's in a lose lose spot right now. All he and the team can do is win games. All you got to do is win, 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 no matter what. I understand that. I, uh, I I'm a fan, you know, of just like you are. And sometimes, after losses, Ron Rivera says things that make me want to punch holes in walls. Punch them in the news. He didn't know they needed to win due to the playoff standings. That is, that is so crazy. He didn't know how good... That is insane. He didn't know how good Sam Howe was last year. Those are things that the head coach of my favorite team has said. And it, it makes me want to... I'm not going to say murder somebody. I, taking another man's life... Think about that. That's that's strong that's something that how could i live with that if i did that so i don't want to murder anybody but if i could like choke out chandler to where he passes out for like 20 seconds or something and then comes back well you're just the closest person to me okay and i feel like you would forgive me i I would let you do it i would understand i would would understand i would understand i'd say he's doing this because he loves me (laughs) point being helping him out point being that it's just tough to say anything right now but this is all part of the game we play the game of life did i just see chandler that a nfl coordinator resigned already and after two games the bears defensive coordinator alan williams said you know what i'm done i've seen justin fields in this offense it don't matter what my defense does does. not matter i'm out of here good luck he said good riddance screw it I'm gown. So, wow. We are two weeks in, and we got a uh, defensive coordinator resigning. Now, was it a forced resign? What's the Bears' defense done? They got – they lost. They looked bad. Week they were one. Packers it's ugly. Packers. It's and set up there. They had last week where it was. Yeah, they didn't give up pretty. a lot of points. Did yeah, they? but it was still Baker. Uh, but Bakers look good, so it doesn't really matter. But either way, it's probably. They need to look at their offense. They need to look at everything. Well, it did say up there that it was like they were 28th in um, defensive efficiency. Now, I know they were bad last year. So, I don't know. But two weeks in and the guy that's resigning is – and if you said, all right, their coordinator resigned today, you would have thought, oh, it's their offense. When I look at the Bears, I say they need help on offense immediately. But uh, anyway, he gone. Williams said shout out to the Chan man. Great seeing up in Boone. You were representing Pirate Radio well. William, good seeing you too, buddy. Saw him in the bathroom line. <laughs> okay. I think he could have just said he could have seen him, but we would have went along with it. Yeah, it was in the bathroom line uh, to get into the biggest porta potty I've ever seen in my life. How big was this porter, John? Ah, it could have fit at least five people in there. <laughs> good God. Porta potty. Porta party. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That sounds like a porta potty. Party. <laughs> Why didn't y'all do it? I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party. Chandler, I like this part of party. Chandler walked right in and went Mike Singletary on. I like this part of party. I like this kind of party. Why weren't y'all sword fighting in there with all that room? No. 
man, because that's weird. That's uh, no, weird. but five guys in a porta party isn't, I guess. <laughs> but it was, it was a big one. I like how you answer that question seriously. Because, man, that's weird. Yeah. I don't sword fight, you sword fight. And I, I was proud of myself for remembering his name. He came up to me and I said, Will, right? Man of the people. Jamie says, I'm waiting for Houston to start asking you guys to start when you ask him questions. I don't understand that sentence. I thought it was going to be a cool sentence. That I, I, I thought it was going to say, I'm waiting for Houston to start asking you guys questions. Why is he asking you, though? <clears throat> Reference. Steve says, Sam Laporta Potty. That's a good one. <laughs> I got to give credit where credit's due and in tune. Credit is due to Steve on that one. All right, let's take a break. Patrick Mason is here. He looks depressed. Well, he's a Bears okay? fan and no. a White oh, Sox fan. Oh, we just got done talking about the Bears. And I was going to lose this weekend. No, he's actually sad that Alan Williams, Alan, Alan, <laughs> Alan Williams resigned. It's okay, buddy. Everything's going to be all right. Nelson Scott is in the Facebook chat, says part of the problem is we are so predictable. So, Nelson, what is it? If ECU loses to Gardner-Webb, you get to put me in the full Nelson <laughs> during a show? I can't remember what I agreed to. But I'm pretty sure if ECU loses on Saturday, Nelson gets to put me in a full Nelson. Not a half Nelson, mind you. A full Nelson. We'll talk to P-Mace when we return. He watches bad football. He covers bad football. He needs a change, and he needs it now. How will that change occur, and will it occur? We'll talk about it when we return after this. Come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price swings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, you can kick off the day at the Buck. They have the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a single game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at DeBuck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chan Man caught some football at the Buck <laughs> Sunday. Yes, Am I did. Right? Uh, two weeks in a row that I was at the Buck. Really Buck. cool deal they got going on there with the uh, the pizza pie. Yeah, free pizza. And, they're, and you can, like, take the box. They, I mean, they have a lot of pizza. And they when it's gone, they just bring more in. And how about the jersey contest, too? Yeah, so they uh, you'll go in there, you'll get a ticket, the ticket's free, and then they will, I think it's around 5 o'clock maybe, they'll, they'll draw the ticket, and, uh, and Jenny, you can message me if I'm wrong on that time, but they'll have a drawing and you'll have a chance to win some, uh, some prizes, including a jersey. Uh, so it's a jersey giveaway. It's a lot of fun. They've also got that big projector screen where you can watch the game. They have uh, other TVs in there with different games on. So it's a great place to go on Sunday and enjoy some football and have some free pizza. All right, uh, Patrick. Uh, what's up? Hey, Patrick. Say it again. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Practicing today at five fifty. Be in the team room at five forty. There we go. All right. 
all right we have our instructions uh so here's my plan i'm going to talk to patrick mason here and we're going to go through five o'clock and on into the third hour of the show uh we are going to talk to dixon williams and jacob jenkins coward in about 15 minutes and we'll take those guys to about 5 15 patrick and i are going to split chan man's going to take over we'll have a chat with the wager mcgee and also uh, more ECU audio to get to, and uh, comment from Trey Lamb, the head coach at Gardner Webb. Yes, uh, got that coming up. Hour number three. Shirley Rhodes here. DB Danny Beal uh, in the house as well. P Mace Pirates zero and three. Yeah, Gardner Webb zero and three. Got a big game coming up. A big game in terms of need to win. That's why, that is it. why it's a big game. Yeah, I think otherwise, and a lot of other seasons, probably even probably last year, you see Gardner Webb on the schedule and go, "All right, we got a football game, and let's you know get out healthy, play well." But you know, this week has a lot of different meaning to it. I think we really need a win. Unfortunately, ECU went through a long spell where we didn't have to worry about beating an FCS team, but in recent, somewhat recent years, lost to James Madison when they were FCS, lost to famously North Carolina A and T. Tell them to bring me my money. So, we do have a uh, recent history of that. Uh, Jamie on YouTube says, comment for P. Mace. He thought your uh, your article about dissatisfaction with ECU football was very well well written and was fair and accurate. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for reading. Um, yeah, so I in my column, I just wrote about, obviously, the disappointment, but also um, I touched on John Gilbert, um, you know, penning a letter talking about how the expectations should be pretty high after back-to-back bowl seasons, and um, you know they're they're not meeting expectations yet. So um, yeah, I, I really thought that the big part in that that letter was he was saying that the fans and donors have a right to be concerned, um, and uh, I, I guess my read on it is really it's just you know the boss essentially coming down and saying I, I gotta I gotta put out a comment on this. I think I gotta talk about it because there's a lot of unrest right now. Kind of early in the season to do that, but I think part of it too, and. I I don't take it personal when you know I ask Mike Houston about the quarterbacks and he says, "Well, I'm not going to tell anybody in this room." Like, okay, that's part of it. That's fine. I got to ask the question. You don't have to answer it. Uh, but as far as the fans go, again, I, I don't think it's too over the top. But it rubs people the wrong way when Mike Houston says, "Go fly a kite," or um, casual if you're wake up. the casual fannies to wake up. If you're hitting the panic button, that says more about you than so those little things. Those yeah. little I don't even know if they're jabs, but they're not constructive, and especially when you start losing. I think part of the letter might have been for that, too, to like, hey, we, we know that we're not doing what we should be doing right now. Yeah, it's definitely the the athletic department, I guess, and even just the team sort of acknowledging that, yes, you know, there is are some things happening right now in the field that we know you're upset about, we know you don't like, um, but yes, we're here working on it, you know, we're trying hard. Um, and yeah, I, fans... I guess, you know, coaches always talk like this. You know, like you mentioned, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone in this room. I mean, I think every single, at least big, big sports coaches will say that. You know, if you ask who's pitching sometimes the next day, the baseball coach might tell you that. If you're asking about a basketball player's health, you know, they're going to, I'm not going to tell you if he's playing. So there's definitely some of that going on, and you got to just kind of, you know, just either read through it, let it go in one ear, out the other. Um, And a lot of times, I think the coaches are almost speaking to the players when they talk with us. You know, they're almost saying, you know, hey, we got to stick together. You know, everything's, I know it's not right, but, right, like they got to say it and they are almost speaking to the players, to the team. They got to 
you know, have a united front. They got to put on a, I don't want to say put on a show, but they got to put on a, a good, strong face. Because I see comments on like videos and stuff we post at Pirate Radio, and and people say, just come out and say that you botched recruiting and you didn't get a quarterback in. Whether he feels that way or not, he cannot come out and say. I've done a terrible job with raw, the, these guys we have aren't good enough. Right. He's, you can't you say can't, that. Can't. Even if he believed it to be true, he should never say that. If he did, he's tanking the whole season and everybody will leave. Like, you, you, hopefully everybody understands that. And, and sports, uh, just going off that too, you got to be confident. You have to, either when you're stepping out in any sort of field, even when you're doing practices, you have to have confidence that what you're doing is right whether it is or not you have to believe it for it to work if you come out and say man i, I stink we stink everything we did up to this point is wrong H- how do you move on forward from that all if right you do say that we do have a d1 athlete here that is a really good point patrick seriously he's chomping at the bit to get in here but yeah i mean that that's what i mean like you, you gotta at least believe this at some point so danny how much so cliff talks to you guys in your world and it's just y'all and there's no outside noise do you ever pay attention to what cliff says to us you know what i'm saying or is that like a completely different to be honest message it's this might sound i pay attention to it more because i like that kind of stuff and it's different for me but to be honest with you it depends on the time of the year preseason obviously a lot of hype going into it it's like oh my god what is he gonna say who is he gonna say is playing really well like the normal preseason buffing up of other people now you get in the middle of the year, it's kind of you can kind of see, especially when you're on the team or if you're a close supporter of the team, you know who's playing well and you know who's not. You don't have to hear what he has to say because unless something happens, you don't really care what he has to say because you win or lose and then you go on with it. Obviously, towards the end when you get into crunch time, postseason stuff, you're like, all right, I would like to hear what he has to say because we have to win to stay in this thing and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like. So Patrick, you kind of like it, though, maybe more so than others, because you like the media side of it anyway. Of course, because yeah. I think it's interesting what he has to say sometimes, especially as you're a part of the team. But I yeah. I was listening to Coach Houston's clips the other day, and I'm like, he just – he seems like almost in a way that he wants nothing to do with talking about it because they are playing so bad. Yeah. And it's not that they're playing bad. It's just they're not winning, which, again, I guess you could say as a result they're not, they're not playing bad. But my point is Patrick's absolutely right. He has to believe that what they're doing is the right thing, whether they're winning or losing. And that, to the extent of whether he believes it or not, I don't know if everybody that's watching, all the supporters, do believe that. And I think that's why John Gibbler put out that letter. It was because the whole point of it was the fact that we, like you said, Clip, before the season, Michigan is what it is. Marshall's the biggest game of the year. If, we, if you go 0-2 in an app, we're in trouble. That's what happened. We went into app. We're in trouble. And the fact of the matter is, at this point in time, you know, you got one game before. Is it one game before conference? Yep. And it's it's do or die at this point. I would be, I would mark this as a must win. You have to. You, can, <laughs> you cannot go into conference play without a win. That is just a recipe for disaster and a recipe for disaster, not only for the team but for the coaching staff. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to say to the co- like? How are you supposed to portray going into next year? Like, oh, we've had a you know where this is, this is. You can't say it's rebuilding here. You can't. But I'm saying like you can't just go in being like, yeah, this is they can't wait for next year. It's going to be awesome. Like preseason hype is just not going to be there because you literally did not win a non-conference game and then lord knows what's going to happen conference i really worry about and and again i haven't been in a locker room since i was in eighth grade uh as a player well ninth grade um but i worry about the losing the locker room part and like what week does that happen and i don't think it's happened yeah i mean it's too early now and 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 maybe i over inflate that or think about it too much but like 
just think about going out there and busting your tail every day and how much work they've put in and when you don't get the results you want it's, at what point do you say what am the i doing the good thing is yeah. though is it's a good point the good thing is though they have really 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 strong leaders that they don't have to rely on oh coach Houston's got to get us up for this game because they've got rajay they've got all the guys that have been there for what seems like forever True. that have been there and done that winning and losing so it's nice to have that aspect of it, but it, it's, it's still good a good point. point. You never know what's going to happen with that locker room. Just a lot of good points going on on the show right now <laughs> from all angles. It's the good point show. Chandler, you got a good point for us, man? I feel like you, you get in on this good point thing we got going on here. You ready? Yeah. Uh, this, hey, yo. This guy. That, that this plays guy. real well on radio. I got, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick, you want a little advice on how to do your job better? Uh, depending on who it's from. <laughs> it's from William. What do we got, William? <laughs> Bill. He said, hey, hey, Billy Boy said, hey, Mason needs to ask Houston at the presser, if you lose to Gardner-Webb, are you willing to step down like a man with oh zero pay no. like Jeff Lebo? That's not a. That's not even a, a question. That I should thought be it was a great now. question, Will. Yum. Nah, no. I'm not going to ask that. I think it was a joke. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm sure it was. But no, I, I don't think, you know, are okay, you willing fine. to give up your, your are job? Are you willing this to awesome resign, job? sir? Yeah. It's like, sir. And also, like, I'm sure a coach is going to hear that. Like, why? what is this hypothetical coming from right here? You know, let's play the game first. All right. Um, but, yeah. Um, Skip says you do have a good bit of couch potato coaches. Sure. I mean, and they're on the fifth quarter, and that's fine. That's what we are. That's what the show's for. That's it what is. fans do. Yeah. That this is, is what gets the people going, pal. Yeah. And you're still talking, listening, aren't you? Yeah. That's right. And you talk about panic buttons. Like, you know, you think about like a nuclear code, you need a couple keys, you got to lift the thing. The, for a fan, that there's no block to that panic button. There's no cover to it. That thing is right by your side yeah. and the, in the first quarter of the first game. You're mashing that panic button. That, <laughs> we have to the, punt on the first drive? Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> right, but I mean, like, like that, that's the job of a fan. You're going to slam that panic button, that you know easy button, staples button that's sitting there. I mean, like you're hitting that thing no matter what. Yeah, I mean, as a Bears fan, you've pressed it a few times oh, already. already. This year. Yeah, my fingers are already getting sore, so <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All right, um... So, Patrick, what do you want to see differently, new, whatever, from this ECU team this weekend? Yeah, I think it's a lot of stuff we said, but I think when I started looking back at the App State game, um, I noticed the the plays per drive. It was after that first drive, I thought it was great. I don't know, was, I think a nine play drive. They had another eleven play touchdown drive in there. Everything else was like two or three plays. Yeah. So they're off the field really quickly, either with an interception or a turnover or three and out. I would just like to see, even if you're not going to score, just put together a couple drives, get a couple first downs. I think that would really help get the rhythm, both the offensive linemen, the running backs. I mean, everyone just got to get into a rhythm. I, I think that's that's key. Um, just get these guys in a lather a little bit. Say, hey, we're going to be on the field here for five minutes. You know, if we drive 50 yards, that's fine. Just put together a string of eight plays, nine plays, and just, just get out there and play. You can't just punt and then sit on the bench and then come back out and try to figure it out again. I, I, think, I think that's a big key. Can't expect them to play when they're on the field all game, defense-wise. Right. So, And we've seen back-to-back second halves where the defense has kind of let it let loose there and uh, led the offense get loose these four were, scores. These were sure. our play, or drives in the second half. Three plays, nine yards. Two plays, three yards. Yes. Three plays, negative 15 yards. Seven plays, 28 yards. Six plays, five yards. Seven plays, 16 yards. Like Right, and that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like it, Yeah, after that opening drive, it's like two, three, three. Like, it... it 
I, I think it's hard to really get into a rhythm, and that's what they need. I mean, I think they just got to get some confidence, just move the chains a couple times, just stay out there for a little while, like work through th- some things in real time. I, I think that's going to be a big key. I'm just asking for a second and six. Yeah, give me a second. <laughs> too I mean, many yeah, second and manageable. I too mean, many third yeah. and seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, or second down, and then whatever, and those numbers. Um, Denny Hoover, ever heard of him? Sweetheart. Denny, I mentioned you the other day because you sent me a congratulations on the Commanders being two and zero, and that was very sweet. The man, thank you, kind man. He said a true to himself, his self athlete is going to give it it all. Let me start over. <clears throat> a true to himself athlete is going to give it all he has got no matter record or score then again you have to recruit those kinds of players losing the locker room is bullcrap bullcrap i mean they always... I, I think danny was was getting to that point talking about rajay talking about leaders certainly there are guys on your particular team danny and I think Lane Hoover was one of those guys who was going to bust his tail on every single pitch of every play, and and you got to have those guys. You only got one go of it for some of these guys, so it's we just had a team meeting about it, or not about it, but we talked about it in it about how you know it's it's the last go, it's the last ride for some of these guys, and they're whether they push you or not, they're going to give every single bit of things they have to put it into this next what six, seven, eight games. At the end of the day. You have to play for those guys, yeah, because right. it's I, just one of those things. And I, I love that side of sports and all that, but like, no matter how many impassioned speeches Rajay gives, no matter how hard much he wants it, is it going to make Alex throw the ball better? Is no. it going to make you know the no. offensive line block better? No. At some point, I mean, everything you do as a player, you just got to think like it's on tape somewhere. Someone's yeah. watching this thing. I mean, you're almost doing a tryout every single time you take the field yeah shane carden joined us during some pretty dark times after his career joined us on the show and just said hey the tape don't lie you can talk about how good you are doing in practice you can talk about what you're doing if you go watch the game film that's all we see and that's what we go by all right uh let's take a break we've got dixon williams and jacob jenkins coward joining us here on the show db as well so we'll mix in a little pirate baseball talk with the football more to go pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by down on main street washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go join down on main street every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close now back to the show welcome back country mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. ECU Gardner-Webb coming up. Saturday, 6 o'clock, we'll be with you at 2 o'clock 
on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and, of course, after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, hopefully taking your calls uh, when you're in a good mood for the first time this year after a Pirate victory. Former Pirates Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall will be here, Billy Weaver as well. So looking forward to that. Right now, we'll mix in a little baseball talk here on the middle of football season. Patrick Mason joining us, uh, continuing to join us, but we have Jacob Jenkins Cowart and Dixon Williams here in the Pirate Radio studios. How are we doing, fellas? Great. Doing good. Great. <laughs> good to see you. Jacob, good to see you, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, Dixon, uh, I, was, I saw you at the Pirate Radio party and said, uh, yeah, man, I need to get you on the air for the first time. You're like, well, actually, I've been on. We had you on as a Conley Viking uh, years ago, so welcome back to the show. Right, thank you. Yes, sir. Um, and Danny Beals here, too. Hey, Danny. Yeah, hey, guys. <laughs> well, Why Danny, do you, mic? you got questions for these gentlemen? JC, you, you're like obstructing my view. You're like a big brick wall right here. Is what it is. What's your question? <laughs> How did you become such a big brick wall? Yeah, why are you so fat? <laughs> Whoa. Hey, I've been on the weight gain grind for two yeah. and a half years now. <laughs> Talking to the mic, pal. Let's talk uh, summers, fellas. Uh, JC, starting with you, how'd your summer go? What'd you do? It was a good time. I was up in Cape Cod playing with the Whitey Red Sox. Um, kind of short-lived. I was up there for about a month and a half and then collectively decided it was time to come home. Uh, hang out with the new guys, get them acclimated, stuff like that. The Cape Cod is looked at as the the most prestigious summer league, correct? There was a movie about it years ago. I never watched it. Freddie Prince Jr., you know what I'm talking about? It. Yeah, no. I didn't watch it either. Y'all seen it? <laughs> summer, summer Catch? catch? Yep. DB's on it. Um, so, I, I mean, how cool is that to be a part of it with the history and everything, but also you're playing really good talent up there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, uh, there's a historical feature to it. I mean, every game, it's probably two, 3,000 people there. Um, and, you know, it was very competitive. I'd say it's probably the hardest pitching I've faced to this point. Only going to get you better. Grant says Dixon, absolute dog this summer. Okay, let's hear about that, Dixon. How'd your summer go? Uh, it, it was good. It went well. Uh, um, obviously not the Cape Cod, but uh, that's been fun. What league were you in? Uh, Cal Ripken. So... I think about – I always use Burley as an example. He he had a good freshman season here, went to the Cal Ripken League in the summer and was like the Babe Ruth of that league and has never quit hitting since. And and I don't know if, it, if that carries over, but it certainly felt like it did. Do you think that this thing could keep rolling for you after the great summer you had there? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I hope it goes right into the season. And But, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. They got his name everywhere. Also, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter Renfo. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah, and were you are the player of the le- the year, right? Um, no, no, no. MVP no. just yes. for just for my team. MVP yeah, of your was team, like a, like a the coaches and the okay. managers Ten voted on that. Uh, but a summer you're very proud of, yes, sir. And uh, and hope to keep it rolling, <clears throat> Patrick. I was going to say the boys. Yeah, my my question about the Cape Cod League is, what did you eat out there? I feel like did you get some good seafood or lobster um, or anything? Like, what was that like? Lobster bisque. Yeah, that, see, this is where uh, I go. I'm, right. not, I'm not a lobster guy. I tell you what was very underrated in my in my opinion is the breakfast spots they had. Interesting. I'm talking about like I went and paid thirty dollars for 
the best three pancakes in my life. <laughs> what what made it so good? Was it? Like, it was the pancakes were probably an inch thick. Okay, and it was like a diner feel. Like I literally walked up and sat at the bar and ate breakfast with, with some of my teammates. Nice. Well, you do look like a forty-three year old man that would eat breakfast at a diner. You fit black, right in. Black with coffee and one of those <laughs> ceramic Absolutely. mugs. I got, and, yeah, I got coffee. That's what's up. It was really good. <laughs> you need an ashtray with those pancakes? Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we got a question from Jamie in the chat. Does Coach Godwin have you concentrate on anything during the offseason that he uh, felt you need to work on from the previous season or same offseason practice each year? So do you get things to focus on that maybe you didn't do as well the previous season? Start with you, Dixon. Um, yeah, I'd say mine is just pretty much showing up every day. I had a year last year where I'd have good days, have bad days, and it's just really being consistent every day. Jacob, you've been in, at it for a while now. You can probably relate to that, right? Yeah, Where you're absolutely. not feeling your best every day, but you still got to go out there. So, uh, how long did it take you to, to get that part of it? Yeah, I'd say uh, the end of the fall, my freshman year, uh, it was pretty up and down fall with just mentally, you know, you're not used to it. And then we get around to the spring and I f- figured it out mentally, I'd say, a little bit and figured out how to show up every day. It's about how we play, not how we feel. So, how about your off season? Anything specifically you focused on? It was just getting healthy. Uh, I think I never really recovered fully at the end of the year from the surgery. Um, really, just taking some time off, get healthy, put some weight back on, stuff like that. Yeah, I, that, I mean, I don't want to <coughs> rank injuries, and but that's about the worst one you could ever have. It's up there. <laughs> it's it's top three, and it's not two or three. <laughs> yeah. You don't wish it don't on your it. enemy. Uh, but are you 100% now? Yeah, absolutely. And Good. the crazy thing is, like, <clears throat> I felt healthy, and I go back and look at video, and I'm like, why am I moving this slow? Just because, you know, your body, when you get cut open and have surgery, like, it takes time to recover. Just, you know, your nervous system. Yeah, makes sense. How, how much coaching goes on in these in these summer leagues versus you know like I'm sure Cliff has a lot of ideas for you but when you get you know away from the team and you got other coaches talking to you how do you kind of balance what they're telling you versus what you know you got to do it at home Z- zero coaching yeah it's, really yeah so it's just well, make uh, make a lineup and go play kind of thing uh, well I mean they're just they can kind of see when you, you get there they're like okay and then however the game goes. That's how the lineup kind of goes. For the like they're not going to t- tinker with your swing and stuff like uh, that. No, yeah, no, they just okay. let you kind of play. We didn't. Uh, we didn't have like individual stuff like that, but we had practice before every game for like three days a week. And we'd get there at twelve thirty for a seven o'clock game. That's a long day. Yeah, but uh, it was worth it. Um, actually, it's more about getting your individual work in, but we were just all there at the same time, so it was, it was well worth. I'm uh, kind of fascinated by the living situation. So, like, so where'd you stay, and who'd you stay with? I stayed in a host family um, <clears throat> with the Terra Novas. Sorry, I mean, mispronounce the name. They're a really great family. <clears throat> Had uh, four kids that I got to know really well, and uh, it was a great time. Like younger kids, like you're yeah, the big yeah. brother. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Dix? Uh, I stayed with um, a family: Mike, Linda, and Adrian, and they were super cool to hang out with they actually made me watch baseball more because they had it on every single tv in the house um but yeah it's pretty cool you know living with someone else when yeah i've only lived with my parents my whole life it's a weird concept when you think about it like you're just welcoming in these college kids to uh i don't know to live with you yeah did the kids think you were pretty cool like would you play catch with them in the yard or something Uh, how'd that interaction go they had a pool okay (laughs) we'd play pool basketball and whatnot but yeah they're they're they looked up to us. Um, 
the eleven year old son Joey. He, he was he's a little all star, so he nice. looked up to us, came to all the games, stuff like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, the um, the son of my family was probably more famous than me. He's been on MLB Network, all these types of things. He goes to. Um, He's thrown out first pitches at a couple of games, so he was a, he was a cool dude. <laughs> wow. I a lot so you were looking up at him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> How do I be like you? Yeah. Um, all right, we need to take a break. Eric, we, we already discussed this. I don't know if you missed it. Uh, asking JC how the Cocahonas are doing. He said he's doing good. He's 100% ready to go. Uh, so we'll bypass that. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back more with JC and Dixon Williams. Also, Danny Beal. He's got some hard-hitting questions. I cannot wait to hear when we return. On Pirate Radio Live, more to go back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken chicken the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite the uh, fried shrimp plate after work down on main is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington and bud light reminds pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. JC and I reeling off some names of the bad Braves when they were rebuilding, and certainly they have rebuilt. Uh, winners of the NL East again, first round by, scuffling a bit, but they can uh, flip the switch, hopefully, right, JC? Yeah. When it matters. Um, yeah, they got comfortable. Yeah. Clinch, clinch the division, get blown out by the Mets three in a row. Finally got a win last night. I think they actually lost the day game in extras today. They did to the Phillies. Yep. Lose two out of three to the Phillies. Why not? Question for you. Uh, Dixon, I'll ask you. Do you know who the California League reliever of the year was this year in minor league baseball? Yes. Who is it? Zach Agno. That is correct. Hey. (laughs) And uh, he will be uh, on Pirate Radio Live coming up Monday. We'll talk to Zach Agnos. And not that I doubted him, but he's the everyday shortstop he's the guy you count on at the top of your lineup i had no idea he'd go out and be the reliever of the year in minor league baseball in his first year but man that's that's awesome for him yeah that's pretty cool like <laughs> i don't know we saw him pitch in those those regional games and did I, you guys see this when awesome. he was a teammate of yours like yeah that guy's gonna be a professional pitcher i no. remember uh <laughs> danny to be quite honest with you no no that's not true i saw it <laughs> i remember he has the vision yeah i remember at the end of the year and we were talking about <clears throat> this is at the after the season we're talking about the draft and whatnot he's like you know i kind of want to kind of want to pitch and we're like really and he said you know, there's not a lot of mileage on the arm. I mean, he's mid-90s True. arm, athletic. It's pretty easy to – I mean, that's a 10th-round pick. It's not like you're 
freaking out taking a huge risk there yeah and danny he came in as you know in some big spots and he's got talent but he almost like it almost seemed like he willed his way to to good pitching there at the end he was the guy where it's like okay things are not going good who do we go to that we trust let's just throw zach in there and he always figured it out because he threw hard and had really good off-speed stuff and he was really strong for us two years ago so dixon uh you are a hitter for this team you do you pitch at conley uh two-thirds of an inning (laughs) your whole career third round of playoffs Shirley oh, wow. Shirley wow. posed a good question to break. Who would be a better pitcher, you or JC? Oh, JC for sure. At least he admits it. Yeah, I would like to see. I think my... the the phrase was wet noodle. <laughs> no, half cooked wet noodle for yes. you, Dixon. Yeah, that's how he described Dixon's Dixon's arm. Grenade yeah. launcher. <laughs> uh, I would like to see JC just because like kind of tall. I'll use the word awkward pitch like Randy Johnson style. I just love a good uh, tall pitcher. Up I was ca- I was at, I was on bucket yesterday during BP and JC's in center field, just like casually just chucking it and like right at my shins like a rise ball, and I'm like, this guy <laughs> needs to get on the mound, dude. <laughs> Who knows? Cliff has uh, done it before. Hey, wouldn't put it past. Nah, me. it's too late. Too late. <laughs> I tried. Uh, Dixon, uh, we were asked by by Jamie, uh, are you taking over third base now? That might be a question for the coaches, but how about in your opinion? Is, Answer uh, carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I guess I, I'm a work work to get there. That's, there you go. Yeah, is that your primary spot? Uh, I would just say infielder if anybody asks me. Really, yeah. I don't like to get held down to just one spot. And that's uh, that's how Cliff likes to recruit as well, bring in guys that can do multiple things. So, uh, And JC, we've kind of talked about – I don't know, Danny might have even mentioned this, not to put words in your mouth, but when we talk about, all right, what's first base look like with Josh Moylan leaving, and you think, all right, Cam Clunch, I've heard some – or JC. Nope. Zero. I, I, well, I said that you played first as a freshman and that we kind of strew away from it because you were so good. Hey, Dixon outfield, got a first baseman. Dixon did get a first baseman. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he's going to use it, but yeah. he did, he got one. Yeah. So you're staying in the outfield, Jason? That is the plan. That is the plan. Until, until I'm notified further. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go where you're told, though. I mean, yeah. So put you at short dixon on the mound and let's have a party uh patrick asked earlier about the uh, if you guys it might have been off air i don't know if it was on air uh what are you guys doing as far as scrimmaging now or is it more individual work so uh what's kind of on the docket for you guys in the next coming weeks for baseball yeah we're getting to the end of our uh eight hour weeks and we'll move into our 20 hour team practice week um not this weekend but the next so we'll do a little bit of pitcher versus hitter this weekend and then uh, the following weekend, we'll move into full-blown inter-squads. I like asking these questions, too. We asked the pitchers, uh, Wyatt and Jake, on Friday, who are the guys that you can't get out? So we'll ask you, who are the pitchers on ECU that you have their number for whatever reason? That I have? Or? Yeah, that you can hit well. Or who's the pitcher that owns you? The pitcher that, that I there's can a, hit well. Danny's dying to talk right now. Uh, probably Danny Beal. Is that true, Danny? Can or can't? Can. He said can. I beg to differ, but it's not true. I guess we'll decide this fall. (laughs) (laughs) There's a challenge. Dixon, anybody you have trouble with or that you have success against on your own team? Mm. I don't know. Last year, the only person I can think that I just hit off of a lot was Lane Estery, but he he's not here anymore. Um, <laughs> well that's a good name but, to say then. Uh can't defend himself. <laughs> I don't somebody that's dominated me. 
I guess this is good. You want back and forth competition. You don't want one side to own the other. So, mm-hmm. how about your from your perspective, Danny? How tough are these guys to get out? I mean, they're both lefties, so it's obviously tough as it is. I, m- I remember, JC, you remember the strike call last year where it was mm-hmm. in the other batter's box and it got a called strike. So I, c- <laughs> I need to catch every single break I can get against him just because he's so big and tall and his long arms. But Dixon was easy last year because he was a freshman and didn't really know the ropes. But I'm sure this fall he's going to be really, really tough because he's grown so much as a player. He's so. coming back this year. And now that that reminded me, it is it's Jake Hunter. Jake Hunter is who, who I have. I have Jake I Hunter's didn't number. You have his number. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. First college well, home run. Jake Hunter also had a twenty-two ERA last fall. So yeah, I think every I think everybody, I think everybody <laughs> had his number. <laughs> was it in the spring? That wasn't the spring. It was in the spring when Jake was the man. Yeah. All good, right. good for you. But uh, Zach Root is. Uh, I'm. I think I'm zero for five with fifteen yeah. walks against Zach Root. Tough lefty. So. That lefty lefty. He hits yeah. me every time. Yeah, he he said me three or four times. Hey, you can get on base. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff, you Cliff I've got rapid up. fire questions if you want me to rattle these off. Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right. Oh, we got to head out of here in a couple minutes. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll go quick. Favorite Greenville restaurant? And this is not the Cliff and Patrick. That's the so. sponsor. Cubbies. Dixon? Um, <laughs> Greenville? Yeah. I'm trying to do the Jeopardy sound with my mouth. Yeah, I'm not good with this. All right, next. Okay, yeah, next favorite place to play that you've gotten to play. So, Jay Senior, three years and other than years. Clark Leclerc. yeah, Clearwater. I agree. Hmm. Cincinnati. Really? Okay. Hmm. F- favorite team to play? Cincinnati. What, whether you like playing them or you just dominate them. Why is there chatter and stuff? Or um, Cincinnati is just they're, they're a cool team. I like just, I like handing L's to South Florida. Least favorite place to play? Bowie's Creek. <laughs> I can Carolina. get behind that. Carolina, yeah. <laughs> Least favorite team to play? Carolina. Yeah, I hate playing Virginia every fall. I'm not it's kind fa- of fun. I'm not... Wow, okay. <laughs> favorite Mission Week moment? Mm. Off the top of your head, mm. I know this might take a second, but I'm sure that... Going Dix- two for two. Dixon, Never lost. Dixon, you've had one. JC, you've had two now, so can you think Funny of one Funny moment or, or best Anything. moment? Favorite moment. We were on the same team last year. Yeah, we were. Hey, th- oh, you have three Mission foot, Week champions sitting foot, in here football. right now. Oh, football. Yeah, football. we dominated. Beal's on our team, too. Yep. Yeah, we three. have three Mission Week champions well, in here right now. The other day, uh, Jake uh, told a story about Wyatt was running. Mm-hmm. What were y'all running? Was, he told the Wyatt poop uh, 300 oh, story. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Favorite ECU game moment since you've been here? Uh, Texas game three is not allowed as an answer. <laughs> Least favorite right. start by an ECU pitcher <laughs> sitting in the Pirate Radio studio. Uh, I'll probably say the uh, NC State game last year. Why? Because uh, you played well or something? Because I had three home runs. You hit a few? Okay. You that's, hit that's a few it. in that one? That's Are we going best, least, and favorite? Favorite you can than do, me? You can do both. Okay. Well, I guess when I got my first hit. Okay. Was, and then uh, my first home start. Uh, What's that? Uh, hat trick. Uh, mm-hmm. Three punch outs. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that, uh, was that an infield single? Your first uh, hit, or did you get one on the line? Yeah, excuse me, right over sorry. The bag. But that's not but something you, you started remember. like yeah. two for two or three for three, right? Mm-hmm. At you least were, you were hitting two. a thousand well, for, your, yeah. for your first. Yeah, couple. well, all I remember about that is I hit the ball and I started running. I couldn't feel my feet; they were so cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All Last right. one to bring it home since Coach Godwin has been giving Clip some hell about all these questions. What is your favorite thing and best part about playing for Coach Godwin? Look at that man, Good company question. man, right Thank there you for saving me. Yeah, it's hard to narrow it down. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's a team guy. There we go. Right there. There we go. Uh, 
where to start how much time you got <laughs> probably the fire he has uh against the opposing team against umpires like he's you know umpire he says something to me he's definitely barking back at him he's no, on he's the bat- back he's on the battlefield with us. Mm-hmm. yeah i'd say his passion to get other guys better he wants best for us awesome guys thanks for hanging out we'll uh try to get you a couple times a month so maybe we'll reconvene in a couple weeks but good luck with the scrimmages going on and uh keep on hitting dixon sweet great summer man and uh jc good to see you buddy thank you go braves we'll uh take a break db good stuff as always man all right patrick and i are gonna head out of here chandler is gonna take you home we got a conversation with wager mcgee awesome college football slate coming up this week notre dame ohio state clemson florida state coach prime in colorado taking on oregon uh, we'll run over all those games and more when we return pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. They've served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for over 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. Welcome back in to Pirate Radio Live, a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt here with you. I'm starting to like these Wednesdays where Clip is going off to ECU football press conference to talk to Mike Houston, talk to uh, offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick, talk to defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. They'll be talking about ECU and Gardner-Webb coming up on Saturday, a 6 o'clock kick. That game and a lot more going on on Saturday. And if you are a betting man and you want to learn about gambling, well, I have an interview for you. Earlier today, Clip Brock talked to Wager McGee, and their conversation sounded like this. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and spend a Wednesday with Wager. Wager McGee joins us. Monster weekend in college football. We'll talk NFL week three as well. Wager, how you doing, man? Good, Clip. You? Doing all right. First question for you. Can ECU beat Gardner-Webb on Saturday? Better question, will they beat Gardner-Webb on Saturday? I tried to look for a line. I remember last week we were looking at this, and Gardner-Webb had had put up a pretty good game uh, against an FBS team already. So, uh, I don't know. ECU now owns the 130th ranked total offense team in the country, and Gardner-Webb's got a good run offense. So, might be a tight game. (sighs) All right. Well, you didn't answer my question. I don't know what the spread, they can they can't win. <laughs> I, I I don't know what the spread is. I think I would take the Bulls. Well, let's play name. Let's uh, what, what do you think the spread's going? Like, will it be ECU by? Like earlier this week, I said seven and a half. I might be backing off that a little bit. Maybe throw it down to six and a half. Get under that seven. I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, that's it was App State actually. So they've got that's the thing. I mean, they played App State and won. Yeah, 45-24. Had a lead in the second half. Ran for like 150 yards or something in that game. So you got a pretty comparable. Yeah, App State 43-28. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe App by or uh, ECU by. I think you still got to make it more than a touchdown, seven and a half. All right. Uh, Wager, let's talk about the headliners in college football. And I have been off on Colorado every week, so I'm just going to enjoy the prime and not worry about who to pick. Um, are you going – you're going Oregon here minus the 21? I lean that way, yes. I, I think the next two weeks, the you know, the, the, it's been the offense that's kept them going and kept them in games, but the defense hasn't really done very well versus two good offensive teams, so – so Oregon, I mean, I, I, I think they can score 52, 55 plus. So um, I, I lean towards the 20. I'd love the over in the game. I think the next two weeks, Oregon and USC are going to, are going to, you know, slap some points up on the board on Colorado. So, um, but yeah, over lean Oregon on the 21. All right. Wager, this one's ugly. Uh, Clemson plus two and a half. You're uh, Clemson. According to your notes, in bold, uh, have been home underdogs one time the last nine years. They covered. They also are 59 and 2 straight up at home the last nine years. Uh, let's talk about Saturday, though. Florida State favored on the road at Clemson. You're still going with Dabo here. You're saying he's not dead yet. Yeah, they, they own the series, too. It's kind of like Tennessee and Florida last week, you, you know, where Tennessee just cannot win in Gainesville. I think it just, I'm going to trust it. Um, you know, I. I Florida State's probably the better overall team, but Clemson 7-0 in the series, 5-2 and against the spread. Um, starting to feel like offense, turning things around a little bit. It was a rough game last week for FSU back-to-back, and Clemson's already got an ACC loss. That's the thing to look at, too. They're 0-1 in the conference. They lose this. Their season's over. So home, back to the wall. Offense playing a little bit better. I think they get it done and win the game straight up. All right. Wager McGee joining us back in July or our early August, our first chat. You said Alabama would lose three games this year. Uh, you you uh, take the under on win total, and you were right on Texas. Texas wins outright at Alabama. And I don't understand this spread, just looking at, at how these teams have played, but Ole Miss is a seven-point dog, and you are welcoming those points. You're uh, you're going to take Ole Miss and continue to fade Bama here. Yeah, I, I think I think Milroe was suspended last week, so I don't. they didn't say it, and Saban's not going to elaborate on that. That's why he didn't get in the game, and those two quarterbacks struggled in the, the rain and the lightning. So I think the offense will be a whole lot better, and that's the thing, since Kiffin, I mean, sorry, since, yeah, since Lane's been the coach at Ole Miss, the games with Alabama have averaged 76. So I think a real value on the over. I think Milroe will be back. They'll score. Uh, but, you know, they lost last year by six to them. Ole Miss really dominated that game. Outgained to buy 100 yards, out first down them, and rushed almost 200 to 100. I like Ole Miss plus seven. I, I might as well sprinkle on the money line. They're going to lose two or three more games somewhere, and they can throw the ball. And that was the beginning before the quarterback issue came up, which I think is resolved now. If you can throw the ball against Alabama, you can beat them because they don't have great pass rush this year and defensive backs are bad. So, Man, all right, we're in a new world. Uh, Alabama uh, getting faded by Wager McGee. Uh, in the the nightcap, Ohio State-Notre Dame. I want to go Notre Dame here just because I like Sam Hartman. We've uh, we've had a lot of fun watching Sam Hartman over the years at Wake Forest. Uh you are on Ohio State side here on the road in South Bend. 
uh, total at 55 and a half. How, how confident are you in this one, uh, Buckeyes over the Irish? No, no, I maybe I, I may have re, I may have uh, like mentioned that and then went back on it. I started looking at Ohio State recent for the totals. I started looking at Ohio State recent games against ranked teams. When you throw out Week One last year, which was a twenty-one to ten game between these two teams, and notice that twelve of the fourteen games have gone over. But then what I started noticing is Ohio State can't cover in those games. They're two and twelve against the spread in those fourteen games. So I switched. I'm going. Oh, okay. I'm going over. I think Day is probably an overrated coach, and it's kind of like maybe their dynasty's about to fall like Alabama's, but he just don't have as tough of a schedule. So um, yeah, these teams traditionally. And Notre Dame after last week versus uh, or last year versus ranked teams, you know they they scored twenty eight, forty one, thirty five, twenty seven, forty five. Both pass defenses look good right now, but I think that's just the opponents they played. I'm uh, I'm hoping for a really good game, and I'm going to take the home dog in Notre Dame. So in the over. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I see. Okay, so on your notes, you kind of started with Ohio State, and then uh, it was almost like a M Night Shyamalan read there, where you're, it's a twist. Yeah, you had a twist ending, uh, going with the Irish and the over. Um, all right, Wager loves getting in the mud with Iowa, just rolling around in the dirt, getting gross and dirty, and you're gonna do it. Although a fourteen and a half, a team like Iowa, yeah, they could probably make it close, but uh, you're gonna ride with them against Penn State this week. Yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, that 14 and a half with Iowa is like 50 with any other team that plays any tempo, right? So, since they played an ugly game last week, they've let, you know, West Virginia and Illinois both kind of stick around and hang around. Um, and for all the, you know, all the, the grief that Iowa gets, which they're deservedly so because of the way their, their offense is, they're actually on 19 and 11 gets a spread run. And as a road dog, they're 5 and 2 against the spread. So, They've, you know, the uh, last three years in this series, they're 2-0 and straight up and against the spread, winning 23-20 and 41-21. So I, I don't think they're going to win, but I think they'll keep it close. Maybe it's higher scoring than they think, but I just I like more than two, point, two touchdowns with Iowa. All right, a couple other games I want to hit on, and, and you've got a ton on your list as always, but um, I saw a stat where Georgia State's one of like eight teams that is three and zero that is receiving no votes in the top twenty five. But uh, anytime we can talk Georgia State, uh, we will on the show. And uh, they've actually got a big one uh, against Coastal. Are you going to go Georgia State plus the uh, six and a half here? I am. Yeah, I I looked at this one and you know they're three and zero right now quietly, like you said, and also uh, yeah they. Played Coastal really well in this series, um, and the two games at Coastal, they've actually they've actually won. They won forty two. This forty is a thirteen point dog, and thirty one twenty is a four point dog. So I don't know if they'll win or not. But I like it. But the the road teams dominated this series too. Six and zero straight up, five zero and one against the spread. So it'll be. I mean, it'll be the best game. The Thursday night NFL game's not going to be very good, but. Like the six and a half there with uh, with Georgia State for sure. Also uh, went over it with Coach Mack yesterday. It's on paper. It's a really good Friday night slate. Like um, I, I don't know how good the matchups will actually be, uh, but NC State taking on Virginia, Brennan Armstrong, uh, the Brennan Armstrong Bowl, and uh, NC State a favorite in this game. And you're going to go with the favorite here. I, I, I am, and I put a note in there that I've noticed that faded Virginia last week at half when they were tied with Maryland. 
had noticed the week before. They're really a horrible second-half team. So they've given up uh, in three games so far 28, 19, and 28 points in the second half. So Blew a lead against, what, James Madison the week before, right? Uh, no, that was, uh, that was ODU that had that. They were – week one they played Tennessee. Last week was Maryland that was tied. And if you give me a second, who they played uh, in week two – I thought it was James Madison. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was uh, Virginia. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, you may be right. <laughs> Hold on. I'll it find it. You keep talking. Sorry. Either way, you're going with NC State. It was James Madison. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I, I don't know why you think you need to correct me, Wager, on my oh, show. You're, you're the king of the Duke. I should uh, I should know you. Well, that's Brian North, but yeah, I'm oh, okay. uh, by osmosis I am. All right. Fade Virginia, especially if Virginia is like leading at halftime. Live bet NC State. Keep in mind, they played really tough in the first half, or the game is still tight. Uh, they they've just had troubles. They're getting outscored on in the second half, an average of twenty five to ten so far in their three games. Also so. on that note, so Maryland, that's the second week in a row they've been down early. They were down fourteen nothing to Charlotte, and then uh, got down to Virginia as well. So I know you got Maryland here, Loxley. We thought he'd be fired four years ago and he's uh, thriving there in college park but maryland's a team to look out for if they are down early to maybe jump on them live that that has been their trend this year yeah they got down 14 nothing that game last week and luckily ran the kickoff back for a touchdown but yeah i you know sparty didn't show much that's a game where you would think you know with a top 10 team washington coming in coach you know rumored to be fired with all the stuff going on that they would have rallied around them and they were just flat, so I just I can't I can't really expect that there's going to be much there uh, this week. And um, yeah, I, Maryland beat them last year, twenty seven thirteen, and and really dominated that game, four eighty nine to three hundred twenty one yards. So I, I like Maryland this week against Sparty. Back to that Friday night slate, real quick: Wisconsin, Purdue, NC State, Virginia, Boise State, San Diego State, and you are taking Air Force against San Jose State. That's a good game. I'm a little reluctant just because San Jose State has played a brutal schedule to this point. Air Force, a four and a half point uh, road dog, but you're going with the Falcons. Yeah, I looked at that. That's Oregon State, USC, Toledo. I mean, they've lost them, but they're three and one against the spread. They're 106-ranked rush defense just because of who they played, but here comes Air Force, who's number one rushing offense in the country by far. You know, an Air Force on the road in Mountain West is solid. And right now, the Air Force is the number one total defense team in the country, far and away ahead of Michigan. Again, that's a lot of who they played so far, but only allowing 179 yards a game. But they're 7-3 and three against the spread in conference road, and it's just because run game and defense travels well. So, I like them here, and yeah, it's been a rough, rough start for San Jose. So they're thinking maybe they're a little bit beat up with Air Force coming in there, and that's not who you want to get now with all those cut blocks and running right at you. All right, uh, real quick, let's go to the NFL before we wrap it up. It looks like, are you going road dog heavy this week? I'm fading. There's a stand of the the teams are, you know, usually dogs, you know, dogs of seven plus you look at them and and look at but this year is a little bit of a inverse year so they're zero five straight up average loss of 15 points a game so so looking at some of the big favorites there but um i don't know which games you're looking at specifically so like falcons plus three detroit uh detroit steelers plus three vegas new orleans plus two at green bay denver plus six and a half miami 
So like, I, I, go ahead. A couple of those, Detroit and Green Bay are, are both on the, they're playing each other the following Thursday, right? So, and that's whoever wins that game is in control of the, the NFC North pretty early. But I do like, I mean, Detroit games have come down to the final possession. Basically, you know, it's going to be one of those years for Detroit. So I think getting the dog in the Detroit game is what I'm going to go with here for early on. Um, you know, Green Bay would love last week, and that's the Falcons. So, yeah, I'll take the Falcons. And especially if they can get it, they can get in there. That run game is so solid right now with them. And then with Green Bay, you know, Love had to make one play sometime in the second half last week, and he just didn't. He didn't really have to do much in the second half against Chicago. So until he can do that against, uh, you know, a team, I'll worry about it. And that New Orleans defense is really good. They've held teams converting third down so far six of 26 and only one of six red zones uh, trips that they allowed in the touchdown. So I like New Orleans getting the points there as well. Pittsburgh, same thing. Vegas is Vegas is struggling. Um, you know, they got blown out last week, really scored late against Denver in that game. But, you know, Las Vegas it, it looked at was tied with Arizona and allowing the most red zone trips. In two games, they've allowed 10 red zone trips. So if people will look at Arizona as being the worst team out there, you know, Vegas is kind of right there defensively. And last week they showed nothing, you know, getting, getting uh, pretty beat up by Las Vegas thir- or sorry, Buffalo 38 to 10 and gave up 450 yards. And that was one where the you know, Buffalo was dropping down in class, almost like horse racing from the, from a Jets defense. I mean, look at who Pittsburgh's played for the, so far, San Francisco and Cleveland defense. They'll relax, and this will be a lot more open field and a lot more space with a with a defense that isn't in the class of those two teams. So, yeah, I like Pittsburgh getting it, especially if it's three. I like Pittsburgh to win the game. Wager, uh, what's the talk in the the gambling community with you and the big wigs when you look at the two and O Commander Sam Howe never lost a start in his career at home, sold out crowd, the disrespect, uh, Buffalo road favorite. I mean. You guys got to be licking your chops at Commander's Money Line on Sunday. You know, I may because you know how we love a look ahead. And I know I've tried to teach you about a look ahead. You don't have to teach me about a look ahead. I don't believe in NFL look aheads. I believe in college look aheads. Oh, I believe in NFL look ahead. Life is all about looking ahead. Um, <laughs> Wager has no rear view mirrors in his no Lexus. So, I, Green Bay, Detroit is a big one because that's Thursday, and that's why I'm looking at those teams. But Buffalo, right. Miami play the week four, right? Yeah. So, um, and it's been a weird, rocky Buffalo start as well. Um, so, I kind of, going back on the road, I kind of like the commanders catching the six and a half. If yeah. Score on them. I still, I'm not sure about Buffalo. I mean, I. In terms of like, are they one of the best three or five teams? Obviously, they're good. They they should be able to make the playoffs. And then on the other side, I, I do love Miami. You know that I love Miami too, and throwing the ball around to those guys. But zero and two Denver team has to win. Same thing that they that their two games have come down to the final play of the game. Miami on the look ahead. Denver's now or never to save their season. All and right, I think catching six and a half. So I, I like the touchdown dog in those two spots that I can get, so for sure. All right, Wager, uh, we'll wrap it up. What's your favorite uh, college play this weekend, one we discussed or one we didn't get to? What's uh, number one on your list? I'll just – I mean, it's probably by default since early summer. It's been old Ole Miss. For anybody, I think, that could throw it around there. But yeah. let's go because Milrow's going to be up. They're going to throw. 
<clears throat> Actually, I, I like some overs. Opposite, you you taught me not to go unders last week. So either the Ole Miss over, and I really do think the next two weeks Colorado is going to give up a combined total of like 110 plus. <laughs> okay. To Oregon and USC. Oregon team total. Oregon, Oregon Colorado over. Game over as long as Colorado can help you with 14 or 17. Because besides the fact that I think they were going to get beat up anyway, now they're without the you know arguably the best defense back in the country and Travis Hunter. Um, so those two games over, I think. And All right. Yeah, Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss side for sure too. Wager, good luck, man. I uh, enjoyed the chat today. We will check in with you again next week. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Cliff. All right, there is Clip Rock with Wager McGee talking gambling, talking college football, NFL. Uh, a lot going on this weekend in the football world. Can't wait until Saturday comes. Uh, 6 o'clock, ECU versus uh, Gardner-Webb. We will be uh, ready to inform you with some great content, some great information on the Bud Light pregame tailgate starting at 2 o'clock. And then after the game, it is the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Collins Show coming up this Saturday. Uh, before we go to break, how about we give it away? Said, give it away. Just give it away. Well, just give it away. Yeah. There I'm ain't disturbed. nothing in this studio worth fighting over. <laughs> well, the phone lines are already buzzing anyway. So just give it away. All right. <laughs> there is, I think there is uh, George Crooked, as Clip said yesterday. Just give it away. It's not George Strait. It's George Crooked. I love that. I, that was supposed to be me singing that song, but I guess he's he said he was too tired of waiting on me. So, all right. But anyway, hey, what are we giving away today, Shirley? I'm going to give away. <laughs> give it away. <laughs> A $10 gift card to Familia. Familia. That's Familia. That can be yours if you are caller number six. All right. Caller number six is the winner. Stay tuned. We'll have more for you when we return. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. And congratulations to Daryl Lambert of Greenville. Won a $10 gift card courtesy of Familia. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. You might want to turn your mic on. All right. Forgot to turn the mic on. Wow. Um, Welcome back in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt with with you. Shirley Rhodes and Danny Bill in Studio B. Congratulations to Daryl Lambert. Is that who you said, Shirley? Yes. Um, congratulations. Um, Eric on YouTube asked, he said, Chan Man, what's the pizza of the week at Familia? Well, I looked it up, and it's everybody's go-to, I feel like. Pepperoni. Oh. Go get you a large pepperoni for 12 bucks. Feed the whole family. 
um, and that's uh, good throughout the week. So if you want to uh, get you a large pepperoni pizza for some football on Saturday or maybe on Sunday, go to Familia, and they will have it ready for you. So uh, Clip Brock has gone to ECU football practice to talk to Mike Houston, uh, offensive coordinator Dottie Kirkpatrick, uh, defensive coordinator uh, Blake Carroll. Yesterday we caught up with Mike Houston and a couple of players. And those players were Jalen Johnson and Jeremy Lewis. And uh, right now, we'll listen to what Jeremy Lewis had to say to the media yesterday. Jeremy, uh, 0 3, sorry, no, none of y'all wanted to be in this position. But how do you feel like y'all kind of stayed together as a team coming out of this app game? Well, we got a good brotherhood in the locker room. You know, no pointing fingers at nobody. You know, we, we're in this as a team. So, you know, we're going to come out of this as a team. You know, just got to keep grinding, keep stacking days, you know, get back to work. You know, our main focus is us. How, we can, how can we get better so, you know, we can change, this, change everything around? Coach Houston said he kind of stood up right after the game. Was like, hey, if you want to blame somebody, blame me as the head coach. Like, when you hear that as a player, what kind of goes through your, your mind? Oh, that's a, that's an amazing feeling, you know, like having a head coach to take full responsibility, to, you know, of the, you know, the, the positives and the negatives. So, you know, you know they're gonna, you know, if we win and if we're up, you know, most likely you're gonna get all the credit for, like, to the coach. So, I mean, now that we're losing, hearing that he wants to take full responsibility, that has to, like, you know, that means something to everybody. Kind of helps build trust, right? Yeah, most definitely. You know, a lot of a lot of that sometimes leans on the quarterback. So you know what I'm saying. But having a coach to take that off, take that burden off the quarterback as well. You know, it's it's a positive. It's a positive. Obviously, you're one of the few returning starters other than the D line. Uh, how have you started to gel and you know, acclimate to playing with new DBs, new inside backers this year? Uh, we have a lot of we got we got a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces in the locker room. So you know, I think the main thing is it's just. Make sure we stood together, like off the field. You know, last year we had a lot of guys with a lot of chemistry. You know, I'm like, and I'm, we still got that same chemistry, but now it's just like we just trying to stay together as a brotherhood. You know, still implement those guys into the locker room and the culture here. So that's that's the big thing. You look at the last two games, and y'all led Marshall in the fourth quarter, and y'all were up two scores on the half. Like, what what can y'all learn from that in terms of finishing, going forward, and getting some of these wins? I think the obvious thing is you just got to got to keep finishing. You know, we got to. Keep our foot on their necks, like when even when, like when we're up, can't let the foot off the gas. You know, just keep going in there and just keep dominating and, and don't give up. So you know, we can't take it easy on anybody when we get up. You just got to keep keep executing. Very different offense from the three you've played previously. How are you guys kind of handling the departure from the normal game plan and handling that extra spread out offense? Oh yeah, going. I think Gardner Webb does a good job. You know, to to play to their strengths. You know, what I'm saying they. So they, they, they put themselves in a good position to make plays and to be successful, and it's worked, worked pretty good for them this offseason, I mean, with this season. But I think we just got to go in and just play our keys, know our assignment, do our job, and Coach, Coach Hale will find a way to, for us to be successful. How cool was it to, to score? I know y'all didn't win, but to see two defensive touchdowns on the board, that's a great feeling. You know, we had that kind of mindset going into the game, going into every game. You know, we want to score on both, on both sides of the ball. So getting two defensive touchdowns, you know, that was a that was a milestone for us, and you know, just hoping we can keep piling on that. Yeah, even in a loss, can that kind of lift you guys just going into the next week, just knowing that you guys can play like that? I mean, as a on, as a side of the ball, you know, as a defensive perspective, it could, but you know, the main thing is still go out there and get the dub at the end of the day. What have you seen from you know Antoine being seventeen? He made a good play in his first real college action. How do you think he's kind of handled it being so young? Uh, he's he's handled it well, you know. He's a great player, you know. He has a uh, a lot of potential, you know. It, it shows. So I'm, I'm just 
just can't wait for him to go out there and show his when he gets his opportunity to go show the world like what he's capable of. So I mean that was that was amazing for him. You know it was it was it was nice really seeing him go out there and make that play. You know coach put us in a great call. You know had a hard corner out there and the quarterback made a bad read and so I was able to you know be successful make make the catch and return it. So you know what I'm saying it just it was a lot into that play, but he 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 definitely showed up. Is that kind of like the complimentary football you're looking forward to? Like you get the punts, you know, you pin them back, and then y'all execute the call mm-hmm. from the coach, and then he makes the play. Is that kind of like the recipe for success? Yeah, like we practice situations like all the time. So you know, like coach hits on it. Like he's he's seen almost every situation you can get into a game. So you know, we practice being backed up, coming out. You know, goal line, shot zone, with all different kinds of defensive like plays you can get. So we we knew when they were backed up. Like they like a specific amount of plays, you know. They want to get something quick. They might win the ball, take a shot. It's only a certain amount of things they can do. And we showed them one. We showed them one play. They chip, and when we coach seen them chip, we chip. So I know we, he put us in the best situation to to get a stop, and we were just able to execute. All right, there's Pirate edge rusher Jeremy Lewis. Let's go to the other side of the football. Let's go to the offensive side, and let's talk to wide receiver Jalen Johnson. He talked to the media yesterday, and here's how it sounded. Jalen, I know not the start you guys wanted this season, but how have y'all kind of responded this week in practice and holding it together in the locker room and everything? Um, I mean, we know it's a long season. Obviously, it's not the start. Nobody in Greenville wanted or imagined, but, I mean, you just got to face the fact that we start off 0-3. Um, we got one more non-conference game, and hopefully we can get it rolling. Uh, just start off with one win, not trying to look too far in the future, but just trying to take it day by day. Y'all have had the, the lead the last two games where things kind of got away. Just, what have y'all learned maybe from those instances as a team? Um, you just got to finish. That's You got to play four quarters. Um, but like we can't take our foot off the gas at all. We've got to keep going, and we've got to stay focused. Like Little things, little mistakes that some guys who might um, be new to playing or new starters is just like a little growing pains, but – in this league, I mean, stuff like that, little little errors, one mistake might lose you the whole game. And I feel like um, the whole team is really starting to realize that. And we've got to just hone in on finishing, playing four quarters. This week, it seemed like there was more fluency in the offense. What do you think changed from week two to week three? Um, just, like I said, people growing, um, getting more and more experience each game, um, becoming more comfortable out there. Um, just, you know, like, like in practice, how we've been honing in on the little things, the little mistakes that from the past game that are the reason we lost. We're trying to just eliminate those. And the more we can do that, the better off we'll be. What was the feeling like after that opening drive? I mean, you guys drive 75 yards and score. I mean, do you guys just – can you think you can just bottle that up somehow? I mean, because there are some positives coming up. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of offense we really think we can be. We just got to be able to do that every time we hit the field. We can't have any negative drives, bad drives. Like that, I'd say that first drive of the App State game, like that shows how this ECU offense can be. We could be explosive throwing the ball and running the ball. Coach just talked about how he's addressed the penalties and keeps trying to address it. As a, as a senior, do you try and step up and say some things to your teammates too to address it, or is it more on the staff right now? I mean, no, it's, it's on all of us. Um, we all got to take accountability. Um, every unit has had their own penalties, so of course, like, penalties that, that gets you beat. We're just giving up free yards, making it harder for ourselves, getting in 
first and long, second and long, third and long. We just got to cut silly stuff out like that. Coach talked about being positive and kind of staying together right now. Have you kind of felt like the team has been able to do that? You know, I know you just practiced Sunday, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to stay positive just because we know we haven't started conference yet. And, I mean, everything we want is still in front of us because, like, like I said, we haven't started conference and we can still win this conference. Um, so we've just got the whole team. They've kind of got the mindset of, like, let's just get one. Like, you can't get nine without getting one. With How much do you think that one, if you are able to do it Saturday, go out and earn a victory, just will help from a confidence standpoint, especially with the younger guys? It'll definitely help a lot because, like, a lot of the younger guys, they haven't had a college win yet. Um, some of the guys who transferred, like, they just want that first ECU win. And it's just going to help moving in. Moving forward to uh, the first conference game, just like the morale of everybody, just it's Sunday practice is way better after a win than a loss, as y'all can imagine. So that'll help a lot. In practice, you know, Antoine Jackson, I'm sure you've gone against each other sometimes in practice. What, what have you seen out of a, a player so young, especially too, and that you know is able to handle playing at this level? I mean, <clears throat> from the from the jump, like the first time I saw him out there, I really uh, noticed he's got like special ball skills and. You can see why he was recruited so heavily. And he's obviously, to be so young, he's so talented. And I mean, I feel like if you're good enough, you're old enough. So it's like the age thing doesn't really matter. And I was always a fan of his game. I was just ready for him to get his moment. I'm proud of him. All right, there's uh, Jalen Johnson, wide receiver for your East Carolina Pirates. We also talked to Jeremy Lewis there in that segment. Uh, Pirates and Bulldogs coming up at 6 o'clock on Saturday. 2 o'clock will be the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And then after the game, it's the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter Collins show. Let's take our final timeout of the show, and we'll wrap up the show when we return. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, quickly, it is a rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 76 points at 34,440. The NASDAQ was down 209 at 13,440. And the S&P was down 41 points at 4,402. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back to the show. Hey, how about we wrap up the show? That will do it for today's show. Thanks to Kim Wallington of Channel 9, WNCT, Patrick Mason of the Daily Reflector. We talked to some baseball studs, not just Danny Beal. It was Jacob Jenkins-Coward and Dixon Williams in the studio. And then also a clip talked to Wager McGee. So that will do it for today's show. We will see you back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thanks to Shirley Rhodes, Danny Beal, Clip Rock. I'm Channel Honeycutt. Voice, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.